I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins, solvents, heavy metals, microbials, foreign matter. Get serious. Serious CBD. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask refuse to stay at home we will not comply with fauci we will not comply with joe biden and we will not comply with authoritarian governors i am not going to comply this ends now
singing, singing the song of angry men. It is the music of a people who will not be slaves again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a life about to start when tomorrow comes. Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is a duty for the people who will not be saved again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a light about to suffer tomorrow. for a militia. God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now, on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Who's to know if your soul will fade at all? The one you told to fool the world. You lost your self-esteem alone. Changing up the seasons, I feel so ranked. So follow me down and do 
soul to fool the world You lost your self-esteem along the way to another edition of the patriot party podcast i am the mick and with me of course and she's a little distant we'll bring her in <laughs> is my much better beloved better half Velen. hello patriots how's everyone doing tonight so can well, you hear me fuckers yeah i can hear you okay good because i'm on uh the child's gaming headset so i can tell you kind of look like a dork <laughs> yes so anyway uh you're down there at the lovely abode of Jaekwondo Master. I am. And uh, it looks like he has an estate. It doesn't look like a house. <laughs> no, it's a, cute, it's a cute little house, actually, with a lot of land around it. It's beautiful. It looks, yeah, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, it looks it fucking is. gorgeous. To the point where I texted Heather and I was like, can we look to buy land in Texas for the farm? A uh, Jaekwondo Master for you, sir. Thunder. 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 Thunder Get the fuck oh. out of here. Oh. <laughs> and you know, it's uh, it's funny because we have all of you guys all over the place. Uh, you went to Lynn's last night. No, no. Well, oh, yeah, Lynn's B. I'm going yeah, to Lynn's B tomorrow. Yep. Lynn's B. You were at yep. Lynn's B last night, and yep. Lynn's B said she had your banana bread mm -hmm. and she was upside down. She was still high this morning. <laughs> yes. said, See, motherfuckers, I'm not joking. <laughs> when I eat her shit, it makes me end up in the couch. All right? <laughs> Fuck. But it tastes so good. It does. It really does. That I, I had a little bit last night myself. I gotta I gotta admit, I slept like a fucking baby. Woo. I was out. Oh, I hope that joints treat me well, babe. It's nice. I don't have to like sneak out to the car and smoke and, you know, cause, um, like bend down under the, the dash and, and take a hit off the bowl in the parking lot of the hotel. <laughs> Is it that packed? It's, it's pretty full. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So either yeah. way. Yeah. And, so... uh, um, but in, interesting. So I we got here last night. Finally rolled in at like nine o'clock. Um, had a just a, a wee bit of difficulty checking in, but figured it out. And um, and then uh, we went out to meet the parents for dinner. And very nice people. Very nice people. I trust you have pictures. And four beautiful girls. Not yet. Um, you know, I hate taking pictures, but they're pastor. So they are, uh, they're very involved in their church. Um, like they, they help minister to their church. 
and their pastor is actually a protege of Dr. Stella. Hmm. So, and uh, they were like, because Dr. Stella's here. And I was like, oh, she's here right now? Because, uh, you know, I know she's, she travels a lot. They're like, no, she's, she's in town right now. I said, sweet. So I texted Stella's assistant sitting at the table at dinner um, with the parents. And, and I was like, hey, I'm in town. Can I swing by and see Dr. Stella at some point? And they actually, uh, Yolanda, she's amazing. She sent me back. Um, so Stella is doing 30 days with God, a conference, uh, a, free, a fire conference, Houston, Texas. So um, they do round the clock worship and prayer at the Bethel Revival Ranch, which is where Dr. Stella is located. Uh, they have a ton of people ministering. And um, they have a, a big one, like a big service every night at 7 p.m. But they're, I guess, 4, 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. So so I'm probably going to take Connor and uh, the girlfriend tomorrow. And Lindsay's going to come meet me here. And we're all going to see go see Dr. Stella. Can't beat it. Yeah. So. Hey, any chance you get to see Dr. Stella? It's a good thing. I, I'm Just to get a hug from Dr. Stella. She is just amazing. Like, she is just so... with the spirit like she's she's amazing so i i I love dr stella so you always feel safe when you're around her like nothing can come at you because dr stella will beat them down with her battle axe from god well everybody's asking me real quick hold on um the surprise folks the surprise was the intro if you saw i added a new video there um that's for you guys i want somebody to grab that and then all the if you go watch the intro again and you watch the first part of it where it's the revolution when Mel Gibson and um, the other guy go walking into that tavern. I want you to put Joe Biden's head and fucking Hunter Biden's head or somebody else's head, maybe Kamala Harris's head on the French guy and have him standing there at the bar and have him yell out, God bless England. And I want like everybody else to have like wolf heads or it just says wolf pack across their face, just so everybody knows, because that's what this is about. And that's, I, I want to give you guys the intro. You guys will actually take the intro. And I think it'll be fucking hysterical. If somebody puts like wolf pack on all the people's faces in the tavern and the knife that goes thrown gets thrown at the door. I, I think that's hysterical. I think that's the way to do it. You know, it's funny. I was uh, I was talking to Glenn yesterday. I talked to him today too, but uh, from the Humanity Coalition, which is launching on Monday, it's going to be huge. Y'all look for it on social media. Um, Laura Logan's going to be pushing it out. Everyone's going to be pushing it. It's it's going to be huge. Um, so keep an eye out for that. And they're all coming back on Tuesday. But I was talking to him yesterday, and I asked him. I said, "Have, have you seen that movie, The Patriot, with Mel Gibson?" And uh, and he was like, "Is." He, for a second, got it mixed up with Braveheart, but I was like, no, 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 there's, you know, I said Heath Ledger was in it, and there's a point when they're, they're trying to fill the militias, essentially, and Heath Ledger goes to visit his, his girlfriend in her town, and, uh, and they go into church, and he's trying to, you know, get all these buttoned up, um, good Christian folk to pick up arms and fight for their country, and, and it, took the girl standing up and saying, uh, you know, are y'all going to put your money where your mouth is essentially to get them going? And then, and I of course told him that then the scene where Mel Gibson goes into the bar and says, all hell King George, because he was 
Glenn was asking me is like, you know, if, if we start, if we're trying to build local communities and connect with people with like-minded people that we don't necessarily know, like, where do we go to find them? How do we find them? That's what we've been talking about. And you had brought up going to the bar. So he asked me, what's a good thing to say to people when you go into a bar? I said, how about all hail King George? Well, you can <laughs> let you know right off the bat. And then yeah. I had to explain to him because he didn't get the reference, but you, you can get, you, you can walk in and just, it's simple shit. Um, if you want to do it, you want, you want to do it covertly. What you do is you go into the bar and you bitch about your arm or you bitch about just getting over being sick. And you start talking about, yeah, I just got the fucking jab. And I think that's what did it to me. And when you start saying the same shit, you're going to start hearing people talk about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can tell where they're at on the spectrum. And if not, then you don't have to fucking, you don't have to say that. You can say, well, I never got it, but I'm just wondering, did you get it? Why not? Start with the jab because right now that is going to be the thing that splits this country. Yeah. That is the but ultimate now, level or two. I've got more to add on that because, um, We've got a bit tonight on Anheuser-Busch Anheuser made a statement today. They did. And it is the absolute dumbest fucking thing I have ever read my whole entire life. And um, if you have not dumped the rest of Anheuser-Busch products, please do. Let's bankrupt this company. There's no reason they need to get another dime out of us. Um, go somewhere else. Drink another beer. Um it's fucking piss water anyway. Seriously. Seriously. You know how they make Anheuser? You know how they make Bud Light? I'm going to tell you right now. They round up all the drunks in Denver or wherever the hell they make it, and they stand them up around the vats, and they piss into the big vat, and that's where Bud Light comes from. Okay? More than likely. Um, I, I'm dead serious. Just, just fucking end it. Uh, this is ridiculous. But the first thing I want to get into is this 21-year-old. Because I'm tired the of it. the whole reason that this is called Fox. Because it's this actually is, faux. It this is fake as fuck. All right. Listen to me. Folks, I was in the intelligence world. Okay. I saw 19 year uh correction. I saw 20 year olds because you're not allowed to get a top secret security clearance until you're 20 years old in the army. I saw 20 year olds with top secret security clearances. It's the highest you can get. TSSCI, top secret security with sensitive compartmentalized information. And everybody asked me, well, why? First of all, they work in the intelligence field. To be a part of the intelligence field, you should have been properly vetted prior to getting in there. A, that's El Numero Uno. El Numero Dos part of that is you shouldn't be a fucking wacko. And guess what? You have to have access to the information. If you don't have access to the information, how are you supposed to do your job? I ask you that, Fox News, because I listen to seven of your fucking retarded reporters sit there and say, well, why does this 21-year-old have access to TSSCI? Well, dumbass, how is he supposed to do his job? His job, he's an intelligence analyst. He took this information from the JWIX computer system, which is all TS. It's all orange box. It's what we call orange box in the army. It's all orange box information. T, uh, JWIX is the joint um, 
uh, I forget exactly what the whole thing stands for, but um, it's JWICS, and uh, it's the Joint Something Interoperable Communication System. I forget what the W, Warfare, I think is what the W stands for. I'm not sure on that. Don't hold me to that. But that's where he got the information from. Um, I, I don't think he's a threat. I don't think he was purchased. I don't think he's a spy. Um, what I think he was was a twenty-year-old, twenty-one-year-old kid trying to show out, trying to show how big his dick was. Apparently, he was trying to settle an argument over Ukraine in his private Discord server. And hey, like I said, I think he was trying to show how big his dick was. This is something we would call an ego. He has an ego. It was one of the. There's like six total crimes when you look at human compulsion right you have sex you got addiction you've got um just you're just a liar um the compulsory move to lie um you have ego is one of them money is one of them these are all the motivators that make you do what you do his ego obviously got the better of him and he thought, well, look at this. I'm going to drop some TSSCI information in my discord server and it's going to get sailed out from there. Now I purposely really didn't talk about this last night because I hadn't heard back from a bunch of my people, but I have today and they have all told me the same thing. He was told to do what he did. Let me say that again. By whom? He was told to do what he did. What I by who? That's a great question, hon. No idea. I'm sure that's going to come out. But he was told to do what he did. So we'll find out because the charges, one of the charges that was levied against him is uh conspiracy. Which is weird because I thought if he was a lone actor, how is there? How would you file for a conspiratorial charge? Right? He's by himself, right? Yeah. How do you do that? For me to file a conspiracy charge against somebody, you've got to be with somebody when that happens, or you've had to have made plans in the past that are coming true now. So one of the charges that was levied against him in his that I read today in his legal brief um, or in, his, in the charging sheets is conspiracy, which I find really odd because now I'm asking who else was involved because they're for conspiracy. You have to have a second party. You can't just charge one guy and just say, Oh, it's conspiracy. You can't do that. You have to charge him and you have to have a second party involved. So just letting you know, that's part of it. But my my second question is, if he was told to do it, right? And let's just say his excuse is that he was told to do it. I ask this question immediately. If he was told to do it, who told him and where did that order come from? And we got to get that guy on the record right now before anything changes, because that guy is going to be threatened. If it comes from where I think it's coming from, he's going to be threatened. And he's not going to say anything. He's going to say, I never said that. Where do you think it's coming from? One of um, Uncle Joe's appointments there that he made early on 
there is a uh, National Guard general. He is a three-star lieutenant general that Joe appointed to four-star. His name is, uh, now it's uh, Bailey, I believe, B-A-I-L-E-Y. Um, don't quote me on that. I'll have to go look that up. I have to double check that. But it was, at the time, it was Lieutenant General Bailey. Now he's General Bailey. Um, he is now in charge, and he was appointed by Joe Biden to be a four-star general. It's one of the few perks that presidents get. They get three choices for people to be generals. Basically, people who are lieutenant generals, they get basically there. It's basically the president's giving you the head nod. Hey, you're going to be a four star now because I want you in charge of my army. It's one of the few things he can pick one from each service. Normally they do. Normally they go down the line. They go Marines or Navy. So, yeah, it makes sense. He has that choice. Yeah. And that's completely up to him. But. He nominated this guy, and this guy was selected almost two years ago. And this guy happens to be an intelligence guy, too, by the way. Just throwing it out there. His background is intelligence. And he's in charge of the Northeast right now. So, uh, hmm, I just wonder. Interesting. Isn't it weird how it came out of Massachusetts, and this guy is in charge of the whole Northeast quadrant of the Air National Guard? I hmm wonder because he's basically our first line of protection for another 9-11 style attack planes flying into buildings that's what they do that's their job he was part of an the 102nd military intelligence wing not division babe it's the 102nd military intelligence wing they were believe it or not opcont and when you say opcon okay that's an acronym mick you gotta explain it operational control They changed their operational control setting from the Air National Guard to the Pentagon. They were directly working for the Pentagon. This is where it gets interesting. This is the part I'm talking about. This is the one where I say, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me we have six, eight divisions, eight divisions with military intelligence brigades in them. And you mean to tell me out of the eight divisions, you opconned an Air National Guard wing intelligence group to work Pentagon operations. Does anybody else not see the problem in that? Um, I don't because I, I don't know what that. No, I mean, like, how, like so, I, I don't so, know how it's supposed to work. So I don't so know how that would be different. Think about it this way, okay? Think about football. Think about high school football, right? How does that how does this apply, right? Or better yet, let's just think about let's think about the pros, okay? Let's think about the pros, all right? When you think about pro football, you're thinking about the Philadelphia Eagles and New York Giants and all those teams, right? Let's think about pro football as real intelligence units that are on active duty right now that currently go to school for months to learn their job, not a couple weeks and then come home. Yep. Okay? real military intelligence units that are currently on active service every day they show up they put a green suit on they're standing out in front of the door they're out there keeping us safe let's those are the pros then you get into the national guard that's kind of college okay when you get into the air national guard you're talking about high school okay why did the pentagon opcon a unit from massachusetts which is a high school level team to come in and run second door or second chair for them 
in the Pentagon. Why did that happen? That's my first question. I'm not worried about the kid. I know kids that are the same age that have TSSCI and they have actually better read-ons than I do. Because after you get past the TSSCI, everything after that is a read-on. When I say read-on, you get read-on to a bunch of different projects. You can get read-on to anything. But that is the compartmentalized portion of our information. So we compartmentalize all of that shit. So it's all in little compartments. Not every one person knows all the different compartments except for a few at the top. And I don't even know, I don't even know what number that is. However, I ask this question, why again did the Pentagon opcon this unit to support Pentagon operations? That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever, unless you were going to go ahead and leak some shit like this. Hmm. Because now that makes perfect sense when I put it that way, that the opcon this specifically for this to happen at this time, because what else happened today? Oh, did you all not hear? Oh, maybe you didn't. Oh, did you not hear that the special counsel is getting deep into Biden? The guy that's been sent to investigate Biden. Ooh, yeah, he got deep. Special prosecutor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who's, you know, the 3,000. He didn't realize how many documents Biden had. Guess Apparently what? they go back to from the time he was a senator, even before he was vice president. Hey, how many documents did we hear, babe? Uh, what, a dozen. No, we th- heard 3,000. 3,000 is roughly what Joe Biden had. In oh, yeah, but only a dozen were like actually classified was what they said. It's closer to 8,000, first of all. Oh. And second of all, there's over 2,000 that have classification markings on them. Oh, shit balls. Yeah. Guess who else had access to most of these documents? Hunter. Hunter Biden, yes. Wasn't it weird that they found out that Hunter was trying to make business deals in Ireland today? What? Yeah. You didn't hear about this? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I've been on the road a lot, so. (laughs) I guess Hunter's been over there backdooring some deals, trying to make some deals, trying to get into some Irish. um, A matter of fact, the uh, prime minister's wife asked why they wanted to get involved in an Irish consortium of investment firms that Hunter Biden was going to put together. Investment into what? Great question. Nobody seems to know the answer to that. So this isn't about this trip. I said was a taxpayer funded vacation for the family. Actually it's a taxpayer funded for taxpayer funded vacation for the family and Hunter Biden's business enterprise. Well, he's got a, you know, make more money because he blew the rest of it up his nose or on paint i mean he was a painter true <laughs> just saying i heard that's an expensive uh hobby I heard, well i heard that coke is an expensive problem with paint yeah. that's what i heard yes exactly uh, i don't know okay you can't make this shit up anymore nope Oh, I don't even know how to intro this one. So I think I'm just going to play it. Okay. Um, And I'm just going to let it play because, you know, I think this guy's got a bad rap. And although I don't like him because of what he did, um, I I really don't approve of the guys that release classified documents or classified information like that. I don't have a problem looking at it and talking about it, but 
I do have a problem when you release it, when you knowingly release it, and what you're doing is illegal. That is my issue. I could not do that. Um, I would hold I on to it. I've, I've done hold on, hold on. That's why I was good at keeping secrets. Yep. Um, this, I, I don't agree with his method, but I, I think we didn't understand exactly what he was trying to tell us. And now today, if you re research a little bit about it, he was trying to tell us what we're looking at right now. Check this out. Lindsay, I appreciate this one too. This is a good pick. I even like it. Not to completely subjugate Afghanistan. The goal is to use Afghanistan to wash money out of the tax bases of the United States, out of the tax bases of European countries, through Afghanistan, and back into the hands of a transnational security elite. That is the goal i.e. the goal is to have an endless war not a successful war that's is that not what it was it is it's an, an endless war and they got us out of one and put us right into another I, that is um I, I like you said i didn't even know where to put that one um I think I think he's grossly misunderstood for what he's what he was trying to tell us. I think unlike Bradley Manning, who didn't know what it was, didn't know if it was a girl or a guy, Julian Assange actually had a message. And I, I don't think his message was understood because we didn't understand the context of which the message, what time the message actually played out to. And I think everything that we've seen so far. You know what he talked about, at least with all the information that he dumped, most of it is true, as we're finding out now. Yeah, it's all true. That's why he's still in jail. Yeah, yeah. So he got he got arrested when? What? I don't even remember. Uh, last year of Obama's term. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's when he got arrested. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, this one's in the find out folder only because I really didn't know where to put it. But it's really funny what happened here. I'm just going to let this speak for itself. But apparently we're waking we're waking more and more Americans up because this is pretty funny. And the fact that this is how this person was treated, I'm completely down with it. Completely mm -hmm. down with it. I love you too. And welcome back to the Hoosier State. Yeah, that was a cold reception, if you ask me. Yeah, they were actually booing him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they were booing him. Only one guy got up and said, We love you, Mike. Yikes. One guy. Well, apparently it's working. Oh, Mike's getting fucked. That's funny. There should, there's another one too, I think, of uh, another Pence clip. Yeah, there is, but I put that somewhere else. I put that in another one because it applied somewhere else. Okay. I thought this was funny though, because I don't know, somebody's really liking to fuck around with these AI chatbots. They're getting funny and they're getting interesting because they're making thing, things seem not like they really are. Oh my God, this is hysterical. Hi, my name is Ron DeSantis, and I couldn't be there with you today at the NRA convention because they told me Donald Trump was going to be there, and I didn't want everyone to boo me. Anyway, my message to the American people is this. President Donald J. Trump is the greatest president of all time, and he is also my daddy. 
thank you, everybody. Have a nice day. That that is actually <laughs> the only way you can make that better is if somebody came on the screen really quick and said, "Brought to you by Pfizer." That would make me laugh even more. Poor DeSantis is turning into the laughing stock of America. It's kind of ridiculous. It's getting bad. Although I downloaded this clip and uh, this is in the find out folder, by the way. And okay. uh, I know you guys can't hear the fuck around part of this. I couldn't find the fuck around part. I was going to play both, but I couldn't find the fuck around part. I can only find the find out part. But I think you guys will understand. This is actually classic. It happened yesterday afternoon. It had me laughing. I almost pissed my pants. I was laughing so hard. But watch this. This is classic. And it's one of the few things I'll ever give Gutfeld to. What did that thought? I'm trying to control myself. <laughs> Why? Because you said Evie Bentley. And you just explained why people like you find it so easy to sermonize about electric vehicles because you can afford it. Are you attacking me? Yes, I am attacking you. You deserve it. But then you, I have to counterattack when you finish. I, well, no, the thing is, what I'm pointing out is you just said Evie just Bentley to our audience, right? Who has to pay for the charging stations? Our audience, right? Who has to pay for the transition from gas to electric stoves? Our audience. Who has to pay the for the cancer they get the transition, when they the gas Oh, car. God, you don't even have the science to can back I, that up. You have to bear the brunt of your beliefs, and you don't because you can afford an EV Bentley. We're telling our car, audience what kind of cars do you drive? on it. What kind of cars do you drive? Well, when I was in the you 19th, want to list them? Chrysler. Greg? You I want to list Chrysler. your cars? Yes, yes. Your vintage car? Yes, a $45,000 car. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's no Bentley. When I'm I sorry, California in the it's 1960s, no By the way, you could not see across the, the you, freeway. You, you stepped in it. I'll let I'll back off. You could not. I'll back off. I'm going to I'm going to continue. The green movement is tied up in knots right now. Electric cars exploit cheap human labor in Africa and in China. The climate predictions are falling apart. The smart folks are flocking to nuclear and identity politics stole the thunder from the climate agenda. And how do you know that? You got to look at ESG, right? Equity, social governance. Why are they packed together like that at companies? It's because you couldn't do climate on its own because no one bought it. I, I got to give Gutfeld that. Calling no out. No shit. Calling him out right on the air. Like, hey, you, you're making our, our watchers have to pay for all of this. And you're talking about how it's so bad that you have to drive your EV Bentley. I was like, that's how it started. Uh, Geraldo was bitching because his EV Bentley hadn't charged. Hmm. Oh, that's so rough. I could not. Fox, again, showing their true colors, would not show that part, that clip. They would not put that clip out there that, you know, him bitching about his EV Bentley. So what I found was Gutfeld losing his fucking shit going Dude, are you serious? You're you're in front of these people right now because they film now in front of a live audience. Yes, Wix Vixen, I will give him one. Um, but he was like, dude, you're in front of a live audience. You're telling them that they have to pay for it. I, I oh man, that just shows you the disconnect. That is the disconnect. Yeah, that is where the left does not understand 
the rest of everything else. It sounds great on paper. It briefs really good. But at the end of the day, it fucks you and me, and it does nothing to help the environment for real. And 70% of Americans right now say they're basically <laughs> fucked as far as money goes. Get the fuck out of here. Oh! <laughs> yes, I agree. And they 70% just- Americans are, are living paycheck to paycheck, or they're floating a bill from one month to the next. Um, 70% of Americans, savings is gone. There is more credit card debt right now than there has been ever. It, it, yeah, like 30 years. Yeah. And uh, that's what and, American and, Express just said. They just said they haven't seen bills like this in like 30 years. Yeah. So that that puts us back like around just coming out of the Carter Carter administration, uh, coming into the Clinton, Clinton, really the Clinton administration. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is this is worse than this was worse than the recession yeah. in the the 70s, the 60s and the 70s. This is worse than 2008, 2007, 2008. I mean, yeah, we're fucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No argument. No argument. No argument there. Uh, so apparently uh, Trump was back in. In New, New York. York. Yeah. yeah. Weird. And he left again today. Yeah, weird. I didn't even know he's back in New York. What yeah, was he back didn't. in New York for? They didn't make a big deal out of it. But apparently he left today because this is him leaving. Yeah. He even waves out of his uh out of his uh motorcade here. Hi guys. I don't know what he was doing in New York, but that's interesting. He had to go back to court? No, if he had, they'd have made a big deal out of it. That's what I thought. He doesn't have to go back to court until December. Yeah, he, was th- he was there today, though, this morning. He was leaving leaving New York, and there's the ambulance trailing in the rear because that's where they always put him. Mm-hmm. This makes me laugh. Yeah. He was testifying. Oh, What was he testifying about? He does own a lot of New York. I know that, but what was he testifying about? That's interesting. Is this the civil? Is this the civil case or is this the uh, criminal case? Probably, it's got to be the civil case. I, I would think so. It's got to yeah. be the other, the other, the other chick that was fucking carrying on, or something about his business. Who knows? They come after him every single day for something, this, that, and the other. Oh, I know that. And one of the things I, I love rolling around Instagram right now, one of the big posts on Instagram is all these guys that are talking about, hey, you know, when they go after his, after you as many times as they've gone after Donald Trump and nothing is stuck, I got to vote for the guy that they've gone after as much as they've tried to go after him for. Because tell you what, there's no way. You know, he's at 54% right now of America will vote for him the next oh, election. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's no candidate that ever had 54% rolling out of the gate like that. Yep. Not in the first, not in the first couple months of his campaign. Nope. Yep. He just crossed a whole bunch of different thresholds and that's gotta be scaring the shit out of they're every liberal out they're there. They're terrified. I, I, still, they're like, I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to take the Kennedy option with him or they're going to try. Well, you know what the good sign is, is when, when you have a president that was like him, and he can still do shit like this. This is what gives us some hope because this is definitely not Joe Biden. Joe Biden yeah. couldn't do this if his eyes were closed and he was doing this backwards. 
Put it behind the scenes. Hello, how you doing? It is so good to see you. Now this is a winner. I think y'all should make the Donald shoot a free throw. Oh, and the pressure's off. Oh, we got a sub. We got a sub. We got a sub. Yeah. We got a pretty cheerleader. This this definitely is going in. Yeah, you're not going to catch Joe Biden doing that. Nope. Definitely not. Nope. <laughs> Joe Biden can barely stand up. He'd be confused. He'd be like, what What sport are we playing? Is this ring around the rosy? Where's, where's my bat? <laughs> Why aren't you wearing pads? Aren't we supposed to like fight or something? <laughs> Let's go out back. Dog face pony soldier. We're going to draw down on each other. We're going to stand 13 paces apart and shoot each other. Who the fuck came up with that idea? Huh? With an assault rifle. No shit. Huh? Oh, this, this one. Wow. Oh, this is the, that, I put this one in the Dawn. That's why I put the other Pence clip in the Dawn because ah, okay. I think this has more to do with that than does anything else. You know, I guess this is Mike Pence trying to be a hard ass. I'm not sure because I couldn't tell, but I, I've heard I've heard Mike Pence has a hard ass. I, I don't know anything about that. Well, however, this is Mike Pence trying to be a hard ass. I'm not really sure. I've never seen the guy be a hard ass before, but this is pretty funny. If I can keep it up on the screen. So when the former president announced that he was going to get in the race, you said then that you believed that the American voter would have better choices than him. This is the latest polling. Donald Trump at 54 percent, DeSantis at 24, you at 6 percent and on down the line here. Um, what do you think about the fact that his numbers are so strong right now, sir? Well, I, I think people are so frustrated with the failed policies of the Biden administration at home and abroad that uh, that there would, of course, be a natural attraction, not only to the former president, but I also believe to the policies of our administration. But look, uh, it's early. Time out real quick. Wait a minute. Hold my fucking. Hold the phone, Batman. Wait a minute. What the what the fuck? Did I just see this properly? Probably not. Yes, I did. Liz Cheney is running as a Republican? Oh, you didn't know that? Holy shit, we have got to get out there, folks. We have got to bombard this bitch. We have got to boo the shit out of her. We have to make her life miserable. Well, I don't know that she's actually... No, she put Officially her Officially thrown her hat in the ring. She has to have because no, because DeSantis the hasn't, and he's on there. Oh, that's a good point. Good point. This is presidential nom nominee preference. Okay, among GOP among voters, GOP voters, top five who, answers. Who the so fuck they asked that they asked the GOP, who would you want from the Republican Party to to run for president? Who the fuck is voting for Liz Cheney? I uh, from the right, the Democrats that they polled. That that put in as Republicans so they can fuck the primaries. If you're a Republican or a conservative and you're voting for Liz Cheney, uh, 
I got a buddy. His name's Bubba. He'll come by later with a ball peen hammer and fix that shit. All right. Because you got something broken. Well, all right. Let let Pence go back to being an asshat. All right. I'll let him go back to being a shithead. But just about that. The failed policies of the Biden administration at home and abroad that uh, that there would, of course, be a natural attraction, not only to the former president, but I also believe to the policies of our administration. But look, uh, it's early in this process. I do think we'll have better choices. I think nobody could have defeated uh, Hillary Clinton in 2016 other than Donald Trump. But I think come 2024, uh, our party is going to choose the right standard bearer to meet this moment, to strengthen America at home, uh, and abroad, and my family and I continue to reflect on what role we might play in that. And uh, uh, I promise to keep you informed of any decisions uh, that we make in the days ahead. That decision, like you're not going to run? Yeah, not at what six percent in the polls? Probably not. Well, I. <laughs> So got some confirmation of another theory that you and I have had oh, that, yeah? like Fox news somehow listens to us. Well, this morning I heard on the news, uh, because I had made a con I made this comment last night that Joe might stay in Ireland. I said, please do just stay there. Don't come back. Yeah. The first thing, Holy shit. There he is. <laughs> God bless you. God bless Jay Kwando master. That automatically gets one. Thunder. 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 Thunder kicks. Get the fuck oh. out of here. Oh. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> hey, you get the you get the whole you get the whole Miguel, bud. You got everything on that one. But they may take our life, but they'll never take our freedom. You get the you you get the whole you batted for the cycle on that one. That was funny. That was good. <laughs> But um, they had the whole, they had their whole thing there that, that he was, uh, shit. Staying was in it? Ireland. Yes. Just stay there. Stay there. Well, this morning they opened up Fox and Friends with just stay there. Oh. And okay. so immediately at 530 in the morning when I saw that, I texted my buddy and I said, hey, dude, what the fuck, bro? I said, are you guys going to steal everything? And he's just like, well, most of it. Because <laughs> I was the, we said that last night. We said, just we stay did. there. I was like, just stay there. Don't, uh, figures you got a dog. I do. What is uh, Jake Quando's master's dog? Show us Jake, Jake. Oh my God. He's got Come here, Bagley. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come on up. Say hi. Up, 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 up. Come here, silly. Say hi. Come here, silly. Come here, Biggs. Come here, Biggs. Come here, Biggs. All right. We well, can tilt the camera. Here's the dog. Wow. There's the dog. Yeah. There's a couple of them. Yeah. We got the dogs. I see. It figures you're surrounded by dogs again. Yes. Surrounded by dogs. See, see, folks, this is what happens when we go everywhere. Anywhere she goes, she'll find the dogs. Always. Always. <laughs> the dogs always find me. <laughs> I, I don't believe that. I believe it's the opposite, the other way around. That's true. That is so the case. <laughs> so the case. Oh. Okay. Uh, right. So, uh, so Joe's in Ireland. I got through so. a bunch of crap of this last night. He's staying in Ireland. Hold on a second. They can have him.
I got data. Let me. All right. So this is all been played, I think. See, friends, this is what happens when I travel, when I'm not yep. there. Because I didn't delete shit. Because he didn't delete what he played last night. And he's been trying to like set up the show. And I apologize to y'all that the audio podcast will not be out until I get back. You're just going to have to wait. Deal. But it is what it is. Uh, well, we just, I, I thought you were going to do it down there. I can't. Oh, you can't now. I don't I have the original file. I thought the kid said that you could. No, no, no. Because I don't have Final Cut Pro on my laptop. Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, move those to the trash because whoosh, those are gone. I didn't think we had many. We only had two Joe the Spy clips today. And I pulled them from yesterday's speech that I didn't hear. But today, you get to hear them because these are kind of crazy. And uh, Joe's an idiot. He really is. But y'all know that. The single existential threat to the world is climate change. We don't have a lot of time, and that's a fact. They're even recognizing, finally, oh, everyone's recognizing America. Uh, everybody in America is recognizing that. Well, mm. we don't have a lot of time, but it's not because of climate change. No, we don't have a lot of time because, Joe, you're almost out of office. We only got a year and a half left of you, you piece of shit. The single existential threat to the world. Oh, no, that was the same thing. How did I yep. get both those clips downloaded? See, this is how this happens. You always bitch at me for it. No. <laughs> I think I downloaded one of those. And, and I did, did too. Yeah, and then you did too. And you sent it to me as well. And I was like, yep. well, great. I've already got one. What happens? Let's see I uh, cleared that one. Oh, COVID. Yeah, we got to get into COVID because there's a lot in COVID. Yeah, we do. And uh, there's just a lot. There's a lot that's been coming out. Yep. There's a lot that's been verified out. and it's, it's not, it's not new. You guys have all heard all this before from us, but it was always presented to you as a uh, from a medical doctor or conspiracy or, you know, what if, or this is what we think. And now it's all true. Yeah. We're going to kick this one off with what the FDA is trying to do right now. And uh, this is interesting. Oh, this is all, bullshit. Y'all might want to listen to this, especially if you uh, got any of them rancher guys out there that are listening to stuff. Do you think FDA needs expanded powers then to be able to uh, oversee those kinds of things? I, I'm highly aware that in our society, people don't want government to have too much power. But I think specific authorities at FDA, FTC, other areas are going to be needed. I'm not saying what they are because I don't really know, but I, I, I do believe we're going to need to, when we see people being harmed, like, you know, let's look at vaccination again. Very few people are dying from COVID who are up to date on their vaccination. Mm -hmm. And if beyond that, even if they get infected, almost no one is dying if they've been vaccinated up to date and they've gotten an antiviral that's, um, uh, approved by or cleared by the FDA. So um, why is this not happening? Um, we, we need to work on this. Yeah, it is remarkable to see the numbers of deaths that are still happening from COVID in the United States. 
and you sort of wonder who who are these folks who are they've been sort of left behind in many ways. I mean, from your perspective, who who are those people? Are they the unvaccinated people? Are they people who don't know about Paxlovid? Like they they are the people that are not up to date on their vaccination and don't encounter clinicians who are up to date mm-hmm. on the advantages of antivirals. But there are also people who have been heavily influenced by people on the internet telling untruthful things about the vaccination mm-hmm. and. I'm not arguing here that we should suppress free speech. That's not, you know, First Amendment is the First Amendment. Mm. Um, But we have to counter that information with truthful information and reach many, many more people. I think this is one of the keys to rural America is that um, we're not reaching people in rural America as much as we should with this kind of information that could save their lives. Mm. And when you say rural America, is that interchangeable with a political point of view or is it something about being in rural America that's unique? Well, I I don't, there are associations with political points of view. I don't want to get into that um, topic specifically. It's not, not my role um, as the head of a federal agency to talk about politics. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, people in rural areas are exposed to different information sources than people in urban areas. And, Mm -hmm. I think that's having an impact. Mm. Um, are you building up FDA's team to combat misinformation? And what does that look like? Do you have to find people who have different backgrounds and trainings and specialties? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a big basketball uh, and sports fan. And it's all about teams, in my view. Um, we can only build up our team of experts to a limited amount because we get our budget from Congress and, um, you know, most people want us to regulate products, not spend a lot of time um, on communication. So we're doing what we can within that. But mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, the team for truth, we need an entire team of truth tellers all over the country, mostly uh, in the area that we deal with, um, clinicians, doctors, nurses, pharmacists. There's some great surveys just out that say that most people really do trust their doctors and nurses and pharmacists and the you know, nurse clinicians, uh, physicians, assistants, et cetera. These are the people that need to carry the truth directly to people. And we need to get our connections with them um, better so that they have access to the information. I'm going to pause this nerd. Uh, you guys, we already have it set up. We, we've already done it for him. We're just going to let you know. If you come to our podcast, you're going to hear the truth about this shit. You're not going to hear the shit they want you want to tell you. All right. You're going to hear the real shit. You're going to hear that, hey, if you get the jab, you're probably going to die. But we don't know yet. We're trying some stuff out. We're testing some stuff out here. And I would think that you probably listen to us first. Just saying. So interesting that he brought up going to doctors and physicians and pharmacists and, you know, clinicians and whatnot. Because this also came out, uh, Tom Renz dropped this, Kentucky Provider Communications. I I have that coming. Mm -hmm. I I have that one coming. That's, I think that's next actually. Okay. Well, it's, it's a, it's a, it's just a file. It's not a, it's not the, the, the clip you sent me. Okay. No, no, no. This is, this is the COVID-19 vaccine provider incentive program, December 1st, 2021 state and federal for Medicaid. Okay. 
Getting vaccinated against COVID-19 is one of the best and safest ways people can protect themselves and their families against the virus. As a participating practice in the COVID-19 Provider Vaccine Incentive Program, we recognize your hard work by offering incentives for helping patients to make the choice to become vaccinated. Yeah. Stop. Please put it back down where it was. When you're doing that, it sounds weird. I can hear it. Just leave it where it was. Is that better? Okay. Yes. Thank you. So uh, eligibility. The COVID-19 Vaccine Provider Incentive Program is open to you if you are a participating Kentucky primary care provider with an Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shields Medicaid Anthem panel size of 25 or more members. All Anthem members identified as receiving COVID-19 vaccination services are included in the methodology. Vaccine results will be determined by a COVID-19 vaccine claim or by confirmation from the Kentucky Vaccine Registry. The results will be calculated for two time periods. September 1st, 2021 is the initial incentive payment. Payment. December 31st, 2021 is the final incentive payment. How you can qualify for a bonus. If your practice meets the below thresholds for vaccination with at least one dose by September 1st, 2021, you will receive the initial incentive payment based on the following rates. If 30% of Anthem members are vaccinated, you get a $20 bonus per vaccinated member. If 40% are vaccinated, a $45 bonus per vaccinated member. If 50%, you get a $70 bonus, 60%, a $100 bonus per vaccinated member. And 75% of Anthem members vaccinated, you get a $125 bonus per vaccinated member. The final Incentive payment is calculated based on members who are newly vaccinated between September 1st and December 31st of 2021. If your practice meets the below thresholds for vaccination with at least one dose by December 1st, 2021, you will receive the final incentive payment based on the following rates. 30% Anthem members vaccinated, $100 bonus per newly vaccinated member. 40% vaccinated, $150 bonus per member. 50% vaccinated, $175 bonus per newly vaccinated member. 60%, $200 per vaccinated member. 75%, a $250 bonus per newly vaccinated member. So essentially what they're doing is they're paying these doctors to push jabs and arms. Yep. That's exactly what they're doing. Doctors, clinicians, PAs pharmacists, exactly the people that he just listed out there. Why are they pushing it so hard in rural America? What do you want to bet? They have another incentive program out now or coming if it's not already there. I bet they rolled out one for every shot. To kill off as many Americans as possible because we're the ones that actually took the guns. We're the ones that are the people behind the blades of grass that the Chinese are worried about because behind every blade of grass in America, there's a gun. Yes, that is true. You're absolutely right, Japan. And these doctors come out of medical school with five, six hundred thousand dollars in debt. Yeah, and when you're staring at a loaded shotgun, what's the better way to do it? Suck it. on the barrel or you just lick it? I mean, if you just lick it. And they had the choice maybe- between either reading the Pfizer documentation that was provided to them by the FDA, which we know is completely false, and Bullshit. getting money for putting jabs in arms or going online and trying to find their own research from underground sources. Which why would they even bother? There's not enough time in the day. No, they don't have the time to do it. They don't have the time to do 90% that. of the doctors out there. And I'm not giving an excuse to them. They're a bunch nope. of rich fucks. I get it. 
Yep. Not giving an excuse to them. But a lot of the doctors, I mean, they are required to see so many patients in a day. Per their practice, they have to fit in X number of patients a day. Per their student loan bills, they have to fit in a no, certain number of patients per day. No, no. It's how their contracts are written. When they get into these big groups of doctors, yeah. they yeah. have to see a certain number of patients a day. So, for instance, they each doctor, if they're in a big group, each doctor has their own admitting nurse. Yeah. Each doctor has their own callback nurse. Each doctor has their own nurse that provides their schedule. Why? Because those doctors are each day, half of their days are filled up with new patients. The other half of their days are callbacks, meaning they're rolling patients in one at a time into the mill, getting them going so that they can see the number of patients that they're required to see a day. They get an idea of what they see in the morning. And then in the afternoon, they just start making phone calls. Hey, weren't you supposed to come see us? Oh, yeah. And even a missed phone call, they still get paid for. So think about it. If you start adding that to jabs and you put that in people's arms, no wonder my parents got fucking six jabs. Because every time they roll in their local doctor's office that I know that it's a cooperative. I know for a fact he's probably telling them, hey, you got to get it. Why? Because you got the other four. Five, six. Now they're about six. to roll out the seventh one. But let this jackass finish. I guess so. I don't like it. I know. I don't either. I no one does. Douche. No, this is the, the new one. Uh, okay. No, I still have it. He's only got like a minute left. He doesn't say much more. That one really sucked. That was the okay. worst one. And I guess my, my last question for you is, you know, we've been talking about the drugs being used in the populations for whom they're approved. But there's a lot of discussion of these drugs being used off-label. And I guess my question is, how does the FDA perceive what risks might arise from that when you've approved the drug for certain patients, but they're perhaps being used a lot more widely, and even compounded versions of these drugs sometimes, which is you know even a whole new... So what are they talking about here? They're talking about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, specifically. Yep. They're not... Don't get this twisted. They are talking about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine specifically. Because there is another version of ivermectin that she's referring to right here. These other blown out versions. You watch this. That's what she's talking about. Frontier. Well, let, let's separate those two things. I mean, off-label use is very common, and we can't interfere with the practice of medicine, and we won't do that. Mm -hmm. We need to make our communications clear about where the evidence exists for where the benefits outweigh the risks. I'm a, you know, up until recently, I was a very busy practicing doctor, and I wouldn't want the FDA telling me what my judgment should be when I see someone who doesn't quite fit the criteria, but there's a good chance it's going to work. And we've had that discussion uh, with the patient. You know, it was really funny. And a friend of mine uh, from back home, you remember Pete? Yep. He called me a couple days ago. Really? Yeah. How's Pete doing? He's actually doing a lot better than what you think. Okay. He never gave in. Good. He was about to. For whatever reason, he felt the need he had to call me. 
I said, hey, what would you do? I said, don't get it. I said, don't do it. He said, well, they're telling me at the at the doctor's office, I got to get this done. My dad, because, you know, his dad died from cancer. Well, yeah. supposedly, I don't think so. But, you know, as well as I do, there's dad yeah. died from cancer. However, um, he's just like, you know, my, my uncle had it, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm worried I might get it. I was like, dude, whatever you do, don't go get that fucking shit. Don't waste nope. your time. Because uh, Dave, I know you're listening, Dick. Um, he's a good friend of ours. And Dave's like, yeah, hey, call Mick. He'll tell you. And so he did. And I was like, don't get it. Don't fucking do it, dude. Don't get. I was like, dude. I was like, I even told him, I said, bud, if you're banging chicks, because he's still single. I was like, dude. He's 45. You're... It's 46. He's still single. Yeah. Yeah, he's 45. He's you're younger than I am. Okay. I was like. If you're still, if you're banging fucking vaccinated chicks, dude, check your prick. Especially if you're doing it without a condom, bro. Cause, uh, exploding ball syndrome is, is it's a real, a real deal, bro. Yeah. I'm not joking. I sent him the video. He was like, dude, you're kidding. Not kidding you, bro. He's like, all right, well, I'm gonna have to start looking at this shit. And he's, I was like, here's our website. Go check out all the shows. You're going to be there for a hot minute because we've been talking about this for two and a half years now. 450 shows. <laughs> yeah. You, you got You got some catching up to do. But I, I love it, though, because I just found out one of my oldest friends, he never, he never got the jab. In Connecticut. I, 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 don't, I don't know if this translates very well over the computerisms and all the internetisms that's going on here. But it gives me some hope because he was in a very blue space and he never really gave a shit about politics. He never did. He always stayed away from it. But his hat always leaned to the right because he was always about money. He was always about worried about taxes. He was always worried about who's going to do what and where they're going to do it at, blah, blah, blah. And then I joined the military and he really lost his mind because he was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? What are you asking to go die? And uh, then he got kind of concerned, but not really because I survived everything I went through. But when Dave told him to call me, he's just like, yeah, dude, uh, what do I do? I was like, don't fucking get it. I don't care. I don't care how I don't give a shit how much a job is going to pay. The job is not worth your life, period. Nope. Period. I don't care who you are. It is not worth your life. You could be getting paid $2 million a year. What are is you going to do with it when you're dead? Yeah. It's going to be soon. You you'll, stick have four, your... you'll have $4 million, maybe, you know, three and a half million left Ooh. when you're dead. Oh, I got a, uh, I got a buddy who's coming on, uh, might be coming on Wednesday night. I might have to make some room Wednesday night. That's fine. We have Wednesday open. We have we, a friend of mine. Tuesday to the Humanity Coalition. He works for a major network. Oh. Yeah. He's going to be a whistleblower. He's coming out to us too. So this is cool. Um, he has got information that the TV companies are now in the contracting with so like for you and I let's say if you and I wanted to join one of these uh, this is going to make me stay independent us independent forever, forever. Yeah. we're only going to ever have 38,000 viewers folks we're fucked 
because I'm not going to give in. I refuse to do this. Supposedly, they're signing on all the new talent. There's a star clause at the bottom of the contract. Star clause is a requirement of injection and proof of injection. And he has a copy of one of the contracts with the star clause in it. So you do with that what you want. I'm just letting you know if he comes on and I'll let him, if he wants to say his name, he can say his name. He can keep it whatever he wants. I'm going to let him go as far as he wants with it. Um, if he wants to shade his face or do anything, you do you, bro. I, I don't care. That's on you. Just but come the, on with voice like Vlad does. We don't care. But the information is what I want. I want the information. I want people to hear the information that people are now requiring people to do this because tell me something, how many people in, we happen to live in a town and, and hear me out on this real quick. We live in a town here where there's a lot of movies filmed. There's a lot of movie industry. There's a lot of TV industry. There's a lot of shit going on down here in Savannah. How many of you would go out there and fucking sign a contract like that. Fuck no. Seafold, welcome. I don't know if you've ever been here before. That's the yeah. first time. Has he? Okay. I I haven't seen him before. In Pilled? Yeah. And no, Maybe. on Rumble. Okay. Rumble. 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 I oh shit. Yeah, I yelled at somebody today on Rumble. Sorry about that. Did you? Yeah. So hold on, let me let me address this because I want to get this off my chest right now because fuck, this pissed me off today. Oh, did we have a comment? Yeah, we had a comment in last night's show. Oh. I'm gonna get to that. Give me let me get to that real quick. What the why won't it let me go to my content from what there it is. Boom. All right. So a person gave us a thumbs down. Mm -hmm. And um <clears throat> That person said, uh, Tom McDonald dates Nova Rockefeller. R-O-K-E-F-E-L-L-E-R. -E -E um, and uh, I said, immediately following that, I said, and? And then after that, I said, not to mention... I always like to do my research before I open my mouth. And if you had done your research, you would have found out that she was born in Edmonton, Ontario. Yeah, she's Canadian. And in no way in any relation to the New York Rockefellers. Although I do appreciate a good comment such as this, because now I know that trolls haven't changed that much. Okay. So, yeah, Tom McDonald is dating Nova Rockefeller. However, she is in no way relation to the New York Rockefellers whatsoever. Just in case you're wondering, because apparently somebody else had to stick their two cents in there. Okay. Uh, anyway, just throwing that out there. All right. I know there's more in the COVID. There's jam one more file. here on this one. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I learned in my work at Alphabet, which I did between my two FDA stints of Google would be the company people recognize within the Alphabet family. You know, people come to the clinician, they have a very limited amount of time, there's a little bit of discussion, then they leave, they're immediately inundated with information they're getting on the internet. 
if you're not thinking about that, talking with your patients about it, asking them where they're getting their information, you're really missing the 95% of the time they're getting other information compared to the 1% of time that mm. they're spending with you as a clinician. How did your experience working in the tech industry, working at Alphabet, uh, impact how you think about the role of the tech industry in helping <laughs> try to stop some of this misinformation or disinformation? Well, um, you know, one thing about it is I found that in the tech industry, just as I found in the device and pharma industries and in government, we're mostly all good people. We're all mm -hmm. trying to do the right thing, but we work in uh, environments under a set of rules that sometimes aren't optimal. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody in the tech industry had any idea it was going to get to the place it has. Now we got large language models. People think you call it chat GPT, which really stands for a whole set of technologies. And so it's moving faster than the human system is able to adapt to it. Mm. And so, um, again, you think about the impact of a single person reaching a billion people um, on the internet all over the world. We, we just weren't prepared for that. We don't have societal rules that are adjudicating it quite right. And I think it's impacting our health in very detrimental ways. Mm. But it's wrong to, I think, just like with pharma or device industries, it's wrong to villainize the individuals in it. It's more to think about, and this is where I come back to, you know, I'm, I'm glad I came back to FDA. It's not a fun job a lot of days. It's <laughs> kind of hard. You get beaten up a lot. But I think there is a real need for better regulation of how we deal with this complex information. Hmm. You know, if our health was better than anyone else's in the world, I'd say, okay, we'll just work this out over time. But mm. our life expectancy is going in the wrong direction and we mm. need to think hard about what we can do about it. Our life, our life expectancy is going hard in the wrong direction. Is that because of COVID or is that because of the jab, dickhead? Oh, no, well, a, because according to him, it's because of misinformation. Well, A, but B, we're the problem. Do, do you all see that? Absolutely. You, you are the problem. Folks, you're the problem. We're, we're, we are the problem. The reason we're the problem well, we're is their problem anyway. Yeah, we, we are. That's a, Thank you. Y you just define the problem that he doesn't understand. We are their problem because we tell you what they don't want you to hear. Mm-hmm. We tell you that, hey, no, no, I no, wouldn't do that. Wouldn't do that. So, and it, here is a, he said life expectancy is going in the wrong directions because of misinformation, right? Because, because people are telling people that the jab is bad, right? Yeah, because life expectancy is growing because you're listening to us instead of yeah. listening to them so, and so you're seeing are, the benefit of it. Yeah. So, uh, but like he's saying life expectancy is going hard in the wrong direction because of misinformation. So how does he explain maternal mortality on the rise or stillbirths? Or stillbirths. Yeah. That because would be my next Babies question. aren't affected by misinformation. Nope. And nor are mothers giving birth. Nope. It's really weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that we've been doing that for tens of thousands of years. It's uh, I was about to say pretty natural thing. I mean, they've fucked it up really, really well recently, but, um, they yeah. really have. Yeah, they really have. I mean, these drugs are getting ridiculous. Mm -hmm.
But it's it's a sad part that he thinks what he's doing is right. How, how don't so I, I have a question. All right. And this might be legitimately the stupidest question I've ever asked, or it might be the smartest question I've ever asked. Okay. But it's not just for you either, hon. It's for everybody. But think about this for a second. How many times do you go on the camera and do you say something as a government employee? Normal government employees, certain ranks and above, they're on the TV a lot. One of the things I know they love to do, and the only reason I know this is because I worked up there. I know what they love. They love to see their faces and they love to see comments. What do you think the comments are like these days when these guys go on these shows? Oh, they're not pretty. They are not. No. It is bloody. Yeah. You savages, the wolf pack, you guys go out there and make these guys feel uneasy because you spit facts and you hurl insults and you fucking cuss and you slander and you talk shit and it's wonderful. But it makes pussy boys like this guy wearing the fucking California necktie. And no, I'm not talking your throat slit and your fucking tongues pulled out through your throat. No. I'm talking the real California bow tie where you can see the state emblem in it that shows, hey, not only am I gay, but I'm also from the worst state in the union. So how do you go from being a clinical physician to, the to FK working, chief? working for Google? And then going to head up the FDA? No, he's probably Soros funded. There's no, there's no question there. You don't make those steps and you don't no. have some sort of Soros funding or some sort of blue account funding, Clinton-based. This is what Rush called the Clinton bubble because even Rush saw the blue bubble. He said, when you get in that bubble, that's it. There's nothing you can do but roll up the fucking stairs. Bubbles don't roll up stairs. Not true. Not in the liberal world. They most certainly do. Yeah. This shithead's somewhere in that bubble, rolling up the stairs. Or they think they are. Again, I say this emphatically because I want you all to understand the rest of the world is witnessing this. Folks, uh, some of our... Um, our, our biggest our biggest base obviously comes from the U.S. because obviously we speak English and uh, we do speak pretty quick a lot of the times. And it's really hard to fucking translate. Some people are pretty good at it. I know a bunch of my overseas friends are very good at it. Now, with that, though, there's people watching all over the world. I get emails about it all the time. The rest of the world is seeing this. It's... It's not funny to them. To them, they look at this and they see blood. I don't, I don't know what that signifies to you, but it, to me, when I, I hear somebody say we see blood, that means weakness. They see an area they can get in. This is an issue for us right now. Because understand whatever happens here, whether we decide to stand up as a group and say, no, not only no, but fuck no. And not only but fuck no, fuck you. Then that's great. But we're really going to be weak as a country at that point. 
If a third party decided this would be a hell of a time to invade while they're fighting themselves, that would be a really big problem. That it would. It's time for a tribute. If we did this, we would have to do it quick. It would have to be within a week. And we could do it in a week. I, I know plenty of people that know that too. Yeah, well, that's what they said. That's what the South said in the civil, the first civil war. Yeah, South wasn't half as well trained as we are. Mm-hmm. That's that's a fact, Jack. Take that to the bank, Hank. All right, get it ready. I got to roll over and grab it. Or, boy, I already moved it. I moved it even closer for the beginning of the show. Fuck. Missing it. Damn it. I'm all by myself. It's hard to do. Smoke it up. You got it. I know my son's girlfriend's parents mm-hmm. don't like me saying this right now, but hey, I uh, I smoke weed. Sorry about that. So is my wife, by the way, just in case she thought she was an angel. She's not. She might walk on water, but she's not an angel. Trust me. I'm not an angel, but that has nothing to do with me smoking weed or not. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Happen to know that for a fact. J-Man, to you tonight, bud, because uh, tonight our featured sponsor is Series CBD. You Excellent. can go get your Series CBD at GetSeriesCBD.com. Use promo code DEFIANT. Uh, you'll save uh, 15%. Oh, there we go. You got gummies. They got gummies, gummies. in Gummies. I haven't had gummies in a while. I'll have to get some gummies. But that is our uh, featured sponsors tonight. Uh, my good friend, Philly Boy. He got uh, He just got his uh, refill uh, of Sirius CBD. And he said, hey, dude, I think they're doing something different with your uh, promo code now. Said so what's that? Said so whatever, whatever you order the most of, they send you an extra one. So I don't know how long this is going to be going on for, but I'll have to call uh, Shauna and find out. But right now, if you order your Series CBD and you get a lot of oil, you're going to get an extra bottle of oil when you get your order. Yep. So uh, get on there, folks. I'm telling you, it is worth it. It's the best shit in the world. I haven't used anything better, and I've used a lot of CBD products. Yeah. I can tell you right now, this is the best I have ever used. The J-Man was on the spot with it. It works even better with Kush Creams. If you can get yourself some Kush Creams and some serious, you're done. You'll be good. Trust me. And I just talked to Shauna the other day. She said... uh... She texted me actually. She she's like, I I'm sorry I haven't been in touch in a while. I've been super busy, uh, working and like extracting and making new product and and getting every you know, like she's she's bumping it up. So did she bring the Kush back the the Bubba Kush? I don't know. We gotta ask about ask that. that Bubba Kush is yeah primo shit. That's the shit. That's good shit. Absolutely. So yep. Don't do it. Get it quick. Ah, shit. Yeah, we got to work on that. I, I know. I, I've been trying to work with her on that, Sparky. I know. I got to get you some. 
I got to figure out how to get it to you. We just got to figure out the laws. That's the biggest problem. Fucking laws. Bullshit laws. I mean, maybe if we sent it privately. That's what I was thinking. What if what if we did that? What if we yeah. ordered some shit from Sparky and then yeah. sent it to him privately? Yeah. And Sparky can just, he can just, whatever. Yeah. Oh, Venmo or PayPal us the, no, the shipping. No, 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 we'll no, no. What I could do is I could send him, um, I, I, I could, we could do it through UPS. Uh, probably um, DHL, no. but yeah. Or, well. DHL is better in Let me check on that. No, 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 no. Because UPS might be, we might pay a little bit more, but I know it'll make it through the UPS system. That's true, because UPS does not give a fuck. They don't. They That's really don't. Why. So I'd rather do it UPS, and I'd rather know that Sparky Boy gets it. Yeah. That way. So, yeah, let me, let me, let me think about that. Let me, what, too much THC for you? Well, you get piss tested? Yeah, we tried that before. That didn't work out so well going overseas through the U.S. mail. Yep. I'm, nope. I'm going to try it. If I do it this way, I think it'll work better. I mean, it's just CBD oil. It's not going to matter. Yeah. I'm going to label it as fucking. Uh, we'll figure something out. We'll tell you what, Sparky. I'll figure it out. We'll get yeah. it. We'll get you some. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We're going to move on. Uh, we're going to move on to the next one because there's a lot of clips in here. We're going to be here for a hot minute. So. Good thing tonight's a long show. It's Friday. Oh, good point. We haven't played a lot from COVID because we've had the last couple, you know, guess. Yeah. Uh, oh, too much THC to get it in the country. The limit here is 0 0.3 grand. Oh, I didn't know that. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right, well, I'll just figure out, I'll just send it to you as cooking oil. They'd have That's, to check it. Yeah. Facts. So the numbers that we got are from the Social Security Master Death File. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it's, God bless the whistleblowers involved in this. These people are heroes. Um, here's the thing. They don't distinguish why you die in that. Uh, what we know is they show they they provide evidence that deaths are going up or down, right? So if we think this through, and you don't have to be a doctor to understand this, you can just use common sense. Everybody locked talked about locking down our nation because yeah, you know, we locked down our nation, we masked our kids, all this stuff in in 2020 because of this terrible spike in deaths that was occurring from COVID, right? Worst spike ever, except for it wasn't. That spike was minuscule compared to the spike that occurred when the jabs were introduced and then when the jabs were mandated, particularly for school kids and kids going back to school. Those two spikes blew that initial spike away. And this is a Social Security death file, right? So we've heard some of this stuff from insurance companies and things like that. And that's critical. But you see, Fauci has plausible deniability with that. He can say, well, we don't know. That's private information. We didn't have it. He can't say he didn't have access to the Social Security master death file. I mean, that data is, it's his data. It's, it's right there. And if they're not looking at that, what are they looking at? So 
Fauci's got this data, he's been looking at it, and he could see clearly. So I'm going to, if we look January of 2021 versus January of 2020. Now, you may say, well, yeah, January of 2020, you know, COVID wasn't really hitting yet. Okay, fair enough. But that's when we saw the release of the jab and they were really pushing on people. And we see a, a 30% year over year increase in deaths. That's shocking, right? It is. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, so COVID wasn't out there. So you're going to argue that maybe, well, that's, you know, COVID wasn't out there. So this was a COVID thing. Okay, well, then let's fast forward. Let's fast forward to, to September of 2020 versus September of 2021. So COVID's been out at that point, right? Mm -hmm. And if you look at 2021, you would think that deaths would be going down because even the CDC's admitted that natural immunity is great. It works. Right. So a lot of people by 2021 have already had this. Natural immunity should be kicking in. The death number should be plummeting, right? Plus, we've got the safest, most effective jab in history out there, according to the CDC. Which Except at the time, telling everybody, it's going to prevent you from getting COVID. That's what they were saying. Now, here's the thing. So September of 2021 is when they were forcing every kid that wanted to go back to school to get this jab. They're forcing it on teachers. They're trying to mandate it on people everywhere, right? Despite the fact that COVID had already been out for a few months in 2020, we look at September of 2020 versus September of 2021, we see a 31% increase in deaths. How could that, how do you account for that? That's great. The number of deaths far exceeds the spike that occurred mm -hmm. when when COVID first hit. It far exceeds anything else going back to 2010. What happened? The only thing that changed is these jabs. Every time they force the jabs on a lot of people, our deaths skyrocket. Mm -hmm. Now, this is this is what they call correlation. And if you hear these scientists, they say correlation is not causation. That's true. But if the correlation is high enough, uh, it, it's one of those situations where it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. Do you really want to argue that it's not a duck? Mm -hmm. um, the number, the correlation, if you look at this between 2020 2021, uh, you know, and when the jabs were were being pushed hardest and things like that. You can't miss it. Plus, like I said, the two biggest spikes in deaths that we've seen both dwarf the initial spike that we saw when COVID originally hit. And those two spikes occurred in conjunction with the release of the jab or the mandate of the jab. They didn't have anything to do with COVID. Yeah. You know what I love? I love to see these folks that we've had on our show that are now like all over. There. Yeah. Yep. It, it, that that's funny. April Moss, we had her on. You bring us show. back. There you go. Right after, right after we got, she got fired in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and when she went on the air, she was one of those. Uh, she was the uh, rep, uh, the the weather the weather. Reporter. Yeah. In the middle of her broadcast, she dropped everything. And said, "Yeah, well." Tomorrow I'll be coming out with how COVID's not really killing you and <laughs> said it live on the air and got fired the next day. Yep. It's cool. It's cool to see. Yep. I am not hating, just saying. That's cool to see. Ass hat cowboy, jump into the live chat if you can. That's a funny comment though. Um, 
Pence, what do you say? Uh, Pence has a, well, I think he's referring to Pence. We're talking about Pence's asshole. He has a big enough asshole to have an arm in. He's a puppet. <laughs> he's got more than an arm. He's got a couple arms. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Might be a little growth. Uh, and speaking of presidential candidates for 2024, Pompeo has just officially announced that he will not be running for president. Pompeo just got the numbers that said, hey, dude, not only are they not going to vote for you, you're not even going to get a half a percent. Yeah. Pompeo just came out and said, after careful consideration and discussion with my wife, we have decided not to seek uh, a presidential nomination for 2024. That's a good move, Mike. Good move. Good, Smart good move, deal. Mike. Yes. Just saying. Yeah. So. Wow. That's funny. Anyway, yeah. It's giggling. So y'all remember Tiffany Dover? Hold on. Let me let me preface this one real quick. All right. Go okay. for it. I'll give you the mic, madam. If y'all remember Tiffany Dover, she was the nurse, uh, one of the first ones to get the jab on TV. The first one at her hospital to get the jab. She was um, and she she passed out right then and there. And then they came out and that they said that she had some kind of disorder where she passed out at the sight of needles. And we're all like, that's fucking bullshit. What kind of like head nurse passes out at the sight of needles that no, that's bullshit. And, uh, and her social media has been completely inactive for two years. And, um, there was a death certificate in her name from her town that was, you know, found and put out and whatnot. Um, anyway, they, uh, they, they, they rolled out Tiffany Dover. Go ahead and play this. One. So really quick, even before we play this, uh, I want you to look at something here. Yes. Yes. Because I, I can show you something right off the bat before we even start. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'll bring this up right here on this screen. This is the chick that you all remember passing out. See the dark hair back there, right back here. She's got dark hair, dark hair, and dark eyebrows, dark eyebrows, dark everything here, right? Yep. This is who they're claiming she is. This person. Yeah. Okay. Check this out. Few Americans know what it's like to be the target of a conspiracy theory, but since the day nurse Tiffany Dover fainted while getting her COVID vaccine, life has never been the same. And tonight she's speaking out for the first time in an exclusive interview with NBC's Brandy Zadrozny. Tiffany Dover wants the world to know one thing. My message is simple. It is that I am alive. I'm well. That's it. I hope they believe it. They are the massive online community of conspiracy theorists who've been convinced she's dead for more than two years. I made a whole podcast about it. Tiffany wasn't ready to share her story yes. then, but now... I'm ready to just put my story out there, own my story. That story begins in 2020. Tiffany was working as a nurse manager at CHI Memorial Hospital in Chattanooga, putting in grueling hours on a COVID unit. When vaccines arrived that December, Tiffany became one of the first people at her hospital to get the shot. I felt okay during that. Then she stood up to answer questions. I'm sorry. I ended up passing out. So that created the opposite effect of what I would have liked. But you got right back up. I did. And 
this is something that's happened to me my whole life. I do have episodes where I pass out. But in that moment, a conspiracy theory was born. People thought that I was dead. People thought that I was an actress paid to do this, that I was paid off by Big Farm. It was completely overwhelming, to be honest. It snowballed fast. I had people showing up at my house. I had people reaching out to my friends, my family. I even received death threats. Were you afraid for your family? Absolutely. Yes. Through it all, Tiffany kept silent, and that only made the online frenzy worse. Why not come out and dispel these rumors? Initially, that was exactly what I wanted to do. And unfortunately, I was told it would not happen. The hospital told you not to speak out. Correct. Yes. It would be irrecoverable damage, is what I was told, if I was to speak out and have another episode. Instead, the hospital put out this video, intending to show she was alive, but the so-called Tiffany truthers picked it apart and used it as fuel. Online anti-vaxxers in the movement are sort of using you as their poster girl. It's hard to think that you are being used to detour somebody from getting the vaccine. And that, that was really hard for me to cope with. Are you saying you blamed yourself? Yes, absolutely. I wish that we would have used it as a platform to speak out on the fact that people do pass out after getting shots, vaccines, but that is not a reason to not proceed with getting them. CHI Memorial has repeatedly denied knowledge of any directive asking Tiffany not to speak or post, including in an interview for our podcast. I'm not aware of anything that asked Tiffany not to respond. The hospital recently telling NBC News, we have no new information. A year ago, Tiffany left CHI Memorial. And while she hopes to work as a nurse again one day, for now, she's focused on reclaiming her life. Even after all of this, there will be people who say, we don't believe you. What then? At this point, you know, I've done what I need. Put it out there that I'm alive. They have to choose whether they believe that or not. And that's all I can do is put out the truth. Brandy Zadrasny, NBC News, Higdon, Alabama. And for the bonus podcast, scan the... Hi! <laughs> that is not fucking her. That's nope. not her. Nope. But, you okay, could, but, but hold you on. You could not force me to believe that even if you were putting no. needles in my nuts. So, um... But but let's let's play let's play devil's advocate here. Let's say that actually is Tiffany Dover. Okay. It's not. What is she doing? Like she she quit her job as a nurse a year ago. What is she doing? She wants to work mm -hmm. as a nurse again, but in the meantime, she's reclaiming her life from what? from not being on social media for what two years a year and a half uh, a year a year okay so she quit right after she got the jab huh. that's, that that seemed like an awfully nice house she had a whole lot of uh if, if that's her she had a whole lot of facial reconstructive surgery done Oh yeah. In the last two years. And and put on 20 pounds and changed her yeah. hair color and um yeah. changed and the her, curl and wave in her hair. Yeah, and which her is eye impossible color. to do. 
and her eye color changed. And she went from left-handed to right-handed. Wow. Oh, how do you know that? Because that's what she was sticking the person with when she was giving somebody an injection. You don't use your non-dominant hand when you're using a needle. Folks, sorry. You use your dominant hand. Well. You don't do that in two years. Sorry. That bitch, that is not, no. Sorry. Nope. You cannot convince me of that. No. No, no that's not I can, I can believe for a second that maybe a man might have walked on the moon. And then I completely disbelieve that. This one, I can't even fucking believe at all. Nope. Yep. No, sir. There is nothing there that makes me believe that shit whatsoever. She ain't there. She's been dead. I believe that too. I believe that she's been dead since just after the vaccine, after she got that vaccine. Oh yeah. I, I believe that because the uh, obituary that they found the death for her, yeah. that was literally done. They said by accident, how, the explanation given by the coroners, oh, we released that by accident. Who has a death certificate done before they're dead? Yeah, that, no. Nobody. That is a fucking piece of shit, Jen fucking Zier, who fucking forgot the small detail of making sure they hit the coroner's office and grabbing the fucking document that said date of death. Well, horseshit. Yeah. This one's even worse. So, that didn't make you happy. This one's not going to help. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to make a little video to clear up a few things. First of all, thank you so much to all my followers. And many of you have become friends. I could not do this without you guys. I couldn't. Thank God for my fiance, Angela. Who is by my side every day or i wouldn't be here that's the honest truth it's hard to want to live every day it's hard to get up every morning and go to work and keep doing this for the trolls who keep giving me this these shitty comments like you're spreading misinformation or correlation isn't causation Fuck off. Like, seriously. I guess the bullet that someone shot you in the head with, that doesn't mean that's what killed you. It could have been COVID. Like, stop. Correlation is a causation. Oh, fuck. I hate that so much. I hate that almost as much as the word infrastructure, the new word they came out with. People accuse me of spreading misinformation. My son died 33 days after a COVID vaccine, Pfizer. The cause of death is unascertained. Unascertained. They don't know how he died. So what I'm doing is trying to get the truth. I want answers as to why my son is gone. And in my opinion, 
any parent who has something go wrong with their child after a vaccine and doesn't say anything, just stay silent, you might be a little bit of a piece of shit. And maybe you shouldn't have had kids. And then I get people, I have someone from my own family who says, it wasn't the vaccine, Dan, it was SADS. Really? SADS? He's 17, he's not even an adult. Is that sudden teenage death syndrome? Why would you not even question it? Any parent or person who knows somebody that's been injured and isn't speaking up, you have a problem. You need to say something. I'm trying to fight for the answers for my son. People say, you spread misinformation. Misinformation? I don't have any fucking information. This cause of death is unascertained. So what information am I spreading that's wrong? My, they, my son died after a vaccine. Oh, shit, forgive me. I want to find out why. I don't know what else to say to you people. Well, what about the 500,000 who died from COVID? Do you really think they did 500,000 autopsies? Really? Is that what you think? Just leave me the fuck alone. I'm doing the best I can for my son. I've tried everything the right way. Everything. But if I do something crazy, I'm the bad guy. I should go to court. I should be charged. I'm trying to do everything I can. Admit to me my son died from the vaccine. And I'll go away. You won't hear from me again. You think I fucking like doing this every day? Is that what people think? They think I'm on some crusade? I want to know why my son died. Why the most important person in my life isn't here with me. If that's wrong, if you guys think that's wrong, go fuck yourself. That's all I gotta say. Have a good night, everybody. I love you, my followers and my friends. I love you. Thunder. 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 Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And just a little additional information that Mr. Hartman posted when he posted that clip. Um, He didn't even know that his son had gotten the jab. He was 17. The picture of him behind him is, uh, you know, he was 12, I think, but he was 17 when he got the jab. He loved to play hockey. He wasn't allowed to play unless he got the jab. He got it with his hockey team. And 33 days later, he dropped dead. Well, we got done with that one. Hmm. And Mr. Hartman, I believe, is also a part of the Humanity Coalition. Is he? Yes. Well, all I can say is uh, he, he pretty much said it all. I mean, seriously. Yeah. How... We we can't ignore this anymore. I don't understand why we're having such a problem understanding that <laughs> this is a problem. You know, I I uh, I tried to this sleep is... in this morning. It was uh, it was rough because the child said, um, "If I've got to sleep on the crappy ass sofa bed, then can I at least get the my pillow?" And he stole the my pillow, and I was stuck with the fucking down pillows at the, at the anyway in this hard ass bed because I didn't have my my pillow mattress topper, and I was just I'm so spoiled. Anyway, I slept like shit. I slept so bad that I got up and threw up first thing this morning. Like, anyway, I hate traveling. But the first thing I woke up to 
don't go drinking. I I haven't had anything to drink. I literally just like anyway. It's odd, especially first thing in the morning. Shut up. It's none of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, shut up. It's not like that. Um, <laughs> Is you it? know it's not. It'd be way too early for that. Um, no, I just I no. I I woke up. I was so like different allergen environment. I was so congested. Like I was sleeping like shit, and I just it, anyway. Um, but I woke up to shut up. I woke up to this uh, story that you sent me, or a little bit afterwards about this NBC anchor. Leslie Swick Van Ness, 42, dies suddenly on family vacation. Yeah, did did you uh hold on real quick before you read this? Do you, you see the name? There's a reason why I sent you it. Yes, I know. O okay, you do realize why I sent you that because of yes. that last name. Yes. Okay, yes. all right. Yes. I just wondering because I didn't know if you remembered it or not. So yes. All right. Uh Leslie Swick. Van Ness, a news anchor at an NBC affiliate in Illinois, died suddenly after she fell ill and was hospitalized while vacationing with her family in Florida. She was 42. As well as working as an anchor for WGEM-TV, the journalist was also an executive for its corporate parent, Gray Television. She was pronounced dead on Monday in Naples, Florida. She leaves behind her husband and two young sons. In the eyes of a small community, she was a celebrity, Tom and Neat. Brower wrote in response to an online obituary. It was with a very heavy heart that we share some devastating news with you. Jennifer Dale, the vice president of recruiting at Great Television, said in a statement posted on Muddy River News. Leslie Van Ness, who had been so fortunate to have as part of the Gray family, passed away this Monday morning. Leslie had been on vacation with her beautiful family in Florida when she fell ill and was hospitalized last Thursday. Uh, Leslie and her husband have Tom have two precious young boys. Please keep all of them in your prayers. We will keep everyone posted on arrangements. And there are, in this Breitbart story, there are 2,548 comments. And you know what? All, almost, I'd say 95% of them are. All, she got the jab. Jabbed? A pandemic of the suddenly. Can these reports please include a footnote on how many shots and boosters, you know, COVID fact checks and all? Let me get take a wild guess on how she died. Does it involve an injectable vial of mystery liquid? Climate change had it again. Someone else said, but what did she know about Hillary? Someone else said, it could only be two things, the Vax or the Clintons. <laughs> this is only the beginning. Many more to come. Hashtag poison jab. Vaccinated, fire. As a doctor, I'd ask, how recently was she vaccinated? My condolences to her family, but sudden death from vaccines is now common. Remember when news stories stated the cause of death? Vaccinated? Dies suddenly. Is anyone keeping track of all the sudden deaths? Died suddenly. Hmm? Kind of like those mysterious animal farms that keep happening. Uh, keep getting the jab. Hashtag wake up. So even when the liberals die suddenly, no one from the mainstream media actually decides to look into what's behind these sudden deaths of healthy people. I am old, and in my lifetime, I have never heard of so many sudden deaths of young people. I read years ago about Gates talking about the Earth's population. He said there were too many people on the Earth. Well, I think that's being taken care of. I'm so thankful I did not fall for all the vaccine propaganda. What does she fell ill mean? Asking for a friend. No one regrets not getting stuck. 
anyway. Yeah, they don't regret not getting stuck because they're dead. No, 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 no. The people that didn't, no one, no one regrets not getting vaccinated. Oh, like getting no vaccinated. one, oh. no one regrets not getting stuck. Yes, everyone regrets getting vaccinated. No one regrets not getting stuck. <coughs> yeah. So, but I feel like, I feel like we've turned a corner. A year ago, in one of these died suddenly posts as they were first starting to happen and you'd read the comments and someone would say, was she vaccinated? And everyone would be jumping on them, right? Like freaking flies oh, yeah. on a dead that, rat. That stopped. It's all that now stopped. it's now it's the other way around. There's like yeah. one comment and all of those, coming. like, yep. uh, I think that the one comment, um, the next, or another comment further down was, uh, um, a, a mother with two sons or, or two, two beautiful or two boys lost their mother. And all you guys are concerned about is was she vaccinated? Um, and that doesn't even, that, that's just being like, stop being dicks, but that's not even really contending that it wasn't va the vaccine. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, it's, uh, it's becoming the norm. common knowledge. No, 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 you're wrong. It's becoming the norm. Yeah. Yeah. When it becomes the norm, that's where our problem is. Because when it becomes the norm, they've won. They normalized it. Because now you're not going to be surprised anymore. It's not going to affect you. You've you've heard about it thousands, hundreds, millions of times. How do I, Mick, how do you know? We do that wherever we go. We normalize it into the culture. When you normalize something like that, you can do it very abruptly and very harshly so that it works very quickly. The problem with the abrupt and harsh is it doesn't last long. It is a, I guess you could call it a form of mind control, more or less. It's kind of like what we're seeing right now. It's the fuck you politics. I, I hate to give him two days in a row, but he got it right twice. The fuck you politics is a real thing. It works. We called it something different. I can't use the terms. I can't. Sorry. I'm not going to do the same thing these little dicks are doing. But what I can tell you, it's right on in the same thought process. It's the same thing. If we jam it down your throat enough, think about it this way. I think the best way I've ever read it, there's a principle that Sun Tzu talked about. Sun Tzu talked about the caged tiger. What happens to a caged tiger when the tiger's been in the cage its whole life? The only thing it knows is the end of a bullwhip. Okay? It's always getting whipped. Only knows a chair and a whip, right? You let that caged tiger out. Tiger goes normal, right? No bullwhip, no, no chair anymore. It's hunting for itself. It's doing its own thing. Okay. What happens the next time that tiger interfaces with a bullwhip and a chair? What does the tiger do? Well, you've trained it now. Oh yeah. It's trained. What do you think that tiger does? That tiger goes ape shit. Mm -hmm. And whoever's behind that chair and that whip, they get served their lunch. 
That's essentially what Sun Tzu, or what, what he was trying to say is when you take the foot off the tiger's neck, whether you did it on purpose or not, whatever happens after that point, you're going to fucking die, period. Because that tiger is going to fuck you up. What we've been is a society that's had this foot on our fucking neck for 200 plus years now that most of us didn't even realize there was a foot back there and we're fucking pissed and that foot starting to slide off and that neck is bulging up and when we flip this bitch around whoever's in front of us i don't give a fuck who you are you can ask for amnesty i have never seen a bullet give amnesty before but you go ahead and ask right before it hits you. I beg of you. Because when we flip this bitch over and the teeth come out and the fucking claws come out, you're fucked. We've got way more guns and we are way stronger than you think we are. And I, I look forward to the day because what you don't know, because you fail to listen to us. And even if I say it here, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to listen to it anyway. Ah, he's a conspiracy theorist. Man, I can't wait till that day that tiger gets flipped the fuck over. Because Christ, let me tell you something. Things you're going to see that day are even going to make your head spin. 360 degrees, I'm pretty sure. You'll go from looking one direction to looking all the way back around that same direction in a way it shouldn't turn. Trust me. It's going to be a lot of fun that day. We'll enjoy it. We will. We'll revel in it. Not only that, we'll return this country to directly what it's supposed to be, which is not all this other bullshit that makes us look weak on the world stage. And I'm not talking about acting for any other country. I kind of like just telling other countries, well, deal with it. Kind of your problem. That sounds like a you problem, bro. Just saying. We feel for you. Well, that's what they want to do with us right now. That's what France is doing. Macron and the EU. They, I mean, they, they they flat out said like they met with Xi and they're like, we need to pull away from the U.S. God, I love you, babe. Thank you so much. So tell me something. In 1772, there's this crazy fucking thing that happened. Do you remember what happened in 1772? What's that? So in 1772, there was this little thing. French had a little skirmish up there. Okay. Canada. The French and Indian war. Start of one. Okay. And uh, the Brits weren't real happy about it. Okay. No, the Brits weren't real happy. They kind of paused because of the, what happened in the States, but they had a, they had that skirmish. And at the end of that, at seven seventy about 1772, the Indians up there realized they had just gotten fucked by the Brits. Basically, the Huron people. And they were a bunch of French-speaking Indians, which is weird. But whatever, they came out of the Huron. Makes sense. Long story short, 1772, they came down and they said, hey, started talking to the American, and they started talking to the Algonquin, which is one tribe that they almost completely eliminated in all of one fell swoop in one part of the battle back then. And... uh 
the Algonquin were like, they were telling the Americans, don't trust these fuckers. We saw them before. They're basically the French. You're going to fucking get killed. But what they came in talking about was like, look, we know what we did to you. We apologize. But please understand what they're about to do to you. And what they were talking about was the British. So the enemy of my enemy became my friend. Is essentially the parable there. Because mm -hmm. the French and Indian War was not between the French and the Indians. It was the French and the Indians versus the British. Correct. For anyone that doesn't know, the name itself is a misnomer. One of the biggest things, one of the biggest fucking things that came out of that was that when we stood for our independence, the Algonquin and uh, the Huron, the Huron came together as yeah. one tribe because they had almost slaughtered each other in this, this, this war. And they helped us. They helped the Patriots. One of the big things I know, and I love it to this day, when I was on, uh, when you go up north, especially in northern New York, especially in northern Vermont, the tribes up there, they are hugely patriot. They're giant patriots. They are not screwing around. They are the ones that stood with the patriots in 1776 and fought with the patriots in 1776. Well, that's good because the ones on the border are controlled by the Sinaloa cartel now. And that's horrible. And they don't like them very much. Uh, they, they really don't like a whole lot of other people anyway. No. It is. It's really funny though. They're huge patriots up there, though. Well, and and yet I've heard that most of the Native American population is heavily jabbed and masked. But that's again the ones down at the border. So I don't know about the northern tribes. I mean, That'd we'd have to. Look, I, I would want. I I'd like to wonder because I've heard a lot of the northern. I, I don't know much of. I mean, I know we know what we learned in school and then what we saw when we lived there, but. You know, outside of that, I don't really know squat about them. There's well, not a whole lot out because they were almost killed off in two different wars. One of our best friends is a Cherokee princess. Money Penny. Uh, she could get in there. We could ask. Uh, I'll ask her. We'll see. Anyway. <laughs> Crazy. Yep. Not this thing, though. <laughs> no. Nope. This is not a Cherokee princess. So I don't think I was going to show you a Cherokee princess, folks. No, nope. uh, but Money Penny is, is hot. She actually she, she was a Playboy bunny. She so. was a Playboy bunny back in the day. She's uh, she's in her early 60s now and she still looks like she's 30. She does. And she does. she's got. Um, a set I think of she's tits. living with a guy who's in his 30s, too. So, guys, I can tell you right now, she's, she's got a set of tits. I tell you what. Holy shit. Let me tell you something. And they're not real, but the very first time I met her, she like the very first time she's like, you want to grab my chest? Look, don't they feel real? <laughs> it was fantastic. She did that to me too. And I was like, was yeah, I'm like, my wife's right here. <laughs> anyway, oh, this one I'm going right. to punish you with. Oh, I'm sorry. On the economy, there are increasing reports and surveys around the U.S. that lending uh, is getting tighter following the recent banking stress. Uh, are you seeing evidence of that in the data? And do you agree with the IMF's assessment that a credit, that a credit crunch uh, increases the likelihood of a hard landing, whether in the U.S. or globally? 
So I've not really seen evidence at this stage suggesting a contraction in credit, although that is a possibility. Um, I believe our banking system remains strong and resilient. It has um, solid capital and liquidity. And <laughs> the U.S. economy is obviously performing exceptionally well with continued solid uh, job creation, inflation gradually moving down, um, robust consumer spending. So I'm not anticipating a downturn in the economy, although, um, of course, that remains a risk. I, I don't know about you all. Do you feel that confident in our economy right now? Okay. The only the reason there's robust spending is because everything's so fucking expensive. No, the only reason that there's robust spending is because Democrats are still in charge of this country and they keep printing fucking money. That is why they're still in Well, no, she said robust consumer spending. Consumer the spending. Only, exactly, because Democrats are still creating money because there's no more money out there. No, there's not. We should not be printing money right now. Period. Yeah. And we're still printing money. And inflation it's still, is it's yeah. still skyrocketing. We're it's still three times as high as any other president in the last 50 years. We're one step away, one step away from hyperinflation. But that's at the complete collapse of the dollar. So and that's already gonna happen. Yep. Brazil just jumped in. Uh nobody's taking American dollars anymore. We're no. about to see the price of gas go through the fucking roof, folks. Yep. Get ready because we guess what we don't have. We don't even have the reserves anymore. No, the reserves are at what, like less than 4%? Less than 4%. We don't even have the reserves anymore because Joe sold all the reserves to China. Just saying. I don't know. I, I if we go to war, we don't even it. have enough gas in the tanks. To get us over the seas. To get us over there, yep. or if it were here, to get our vehicles across the country. Yep. Yeah, nope. Ooh, they have set yeah. this up perfectly oh, for us to be fucked so hard. Stand by one second. That's what I've got a clip of. Oh, of course. Watch this. Because mm -hmm. I got a clip of it. Because I knew you were going to bring this up. When he was asked why he sold almost his entire stake in Taiwan Semiconductor in an interview earlier today. I do think that that uh, they, there is a danger there to some, I don't have any idea, there's actually a danger of seismic action, I mean, and, 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 and where they're located, but that's a low probability and they, you know, they're smart people. But, I saw this live and it struck me as odd because I don't think I've ever seen Buffett bounce around a question like that, let alone one asking him about what's behind his decision to sell billions of dollars worth of a company. Now stick with me. I was about to forget about this until this afternoon when I came across Senator Tuberville's latest trades and saw that he purchased put contracts on the same company that Warren Buffett was asked about selling, Taiwan Semiconductors. And if you don't know, put contracts are a way to bet against a company. Now, this is a huge red flag because the company that we're talking about is Taiwan Semiconductor, the largest computer chip manufacturer in the world, and one of the main reasons why the U.S. and China are threatening to go to war over Taiwan. The U.S. has already signaled that if China did try to invade Taiwan, that they would literally blow up the semiconductor facilities on the island and move the engineers to the U.S. rather than let China get its hands on the technology. So to cut to the point, 
I'm not trying to fear monger, but when I see one of the best investors of all time abruptly selling billions in Taiwan semiconductor stock and not giving a clear answer as to why, along with the senator betting against the stock who sits on the Committee for Armed Services giving him access to classified military info, it makes me wonder if they know something that we don't about Taiwan. Just saying, folks, when yeah. you start lining the dots up, look, this is actually a video that crosses two folders because this crosses directly into World War III, which okay. I think we're right around the corner from. Yes, we, but we were talking about the American dollar before. Look what they were just talking about. I, I don't know what else I can show you that would put this in any clearer terms you got people doing shit like this let me tell you something the last time we saw this was just prior to world war ii yeah and there were companies because they set that up hawaii. too and they knew it was coming they pulled companies out of hawaii they were pulling people out of everywhere but sunday to get the fuck out of town telling people to get lost this is pretty much the same thing you're watching right here I. Yep. Yep. Just saying. We're watching all the puzzle pieces fall into place. They're, they're all. This is a perfect fit. I mean, that is just. This guy obviously did the research on it. Obviously, Warren Buffett dumping his shares, and then when he's asked about it, he beat around the bush like I've I've never seen him do before. Seismic you know, activity? What the fuck? What What the fuck does seismic activity would have to do with? explosions possibly from chinese bombs unless or or could see that or or wouldn't it be so much more effective for china to just set off an earthquake in taiwan rather than go full-on invasion set off an earthquake and then go in to help them recover rather than send the full force of the military there and have the U.S. up our ass. I don't know. I'd have to look at fault lines. I don't know where Taiwan sits. Taiwan might not sit close enough to a fault line for that to affect. Because the fault lines, remember, fault lines run north to south. Fault lines don't run east to west. So it would really depend on the Earth's crust and where Taiwan. Ah, Taiwan is in a seismically active zone on the Pacific Ring of Fire and at the western edge of the Philippine Sea Plate. Uh, sea Plate. Geologists have identified 42 active fault lines on the island, but most earthquakes detected in Taiwan are due to the convergence of the Philippine Sea Plate and the Eurasian Plate to the east of the island. Could be that why we're we're pissing off the Hawaiian one so bad, and maybe we're making that cause that to do that. We've talked about activating the Ring of Fire before, and I always said that it comes from Hawaii up because yep. the Ring of Fire is the Aleutian God, which is Aleutian alone. We've also Aleutian, talked about that in the context of uh, Revelation. Aleutian converted, thank you, to Aramaic. Aleutian means fire in Aramaic is a translation so the fire why would warren buffett say seismic activity that was the answer mm. he gave that was the only answer twice, he gave twice. he gave it twice yeah he said it twice but that's a low possibility and they're smart people mm. 
Okay. But, but you, he deals literally Warren Buffett deals. The smallest deal he deals in is $1.3 billion. So no, 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 dude. When you say you're pulling your money out of something, we're talking two, three, four, five, six billion, billion dollars. It was like three and a half billion dollars that he pulled out of Taiwan, uh, Taiwan semiconductors. So three billion dollars out of a company. That's not a small amount of money. No, that's a big deal. Yeah. And you, you, you don't do it because of Tesla and because of no, because I don't think he gets. I don't think that's where his chips come from. Uh, that's where almost all chips come from right now. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe they do. Where everything comes from. Nothing's made here. That would make sense, John. What? John OKC said uh, the tidal wave triggered by Tesla. Mm. Uh, the Tesla weapon is what he's referring to. Yeah, yeah. Which is considered a seismic weapon. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. And then there's the boring company. <laughs> That's B O U R N E. <laughs> no. B O R E I N G boring. Oh, oh boring. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. Oh, boring too. Boring too. There's another one there. Elon owns a company called the Boring Company, and they, they dig but tunnels. There's also the Boring Company that tunneled the channel from the French side. Yep. Craziness. Anyway. Woke world. We're on. We're moving on. Next. Ooh. Oh, shit. That's huge, too. I didn't realize we had that. Start with the new stuff. Start with, flip it around and start with today. Uh, okay. Well, then hold on. Yeah, give me. Because I can close some shit here. We got a lot of shit open. Stand by. Stand by. Let me do this. All right. Woke world. Party time. Excellent. Uh, so follow up. So a 10-year-old can make that decision on their own then? No. Chair Sanchez, Senator Steiner, yes. Uh, can you? No. No. 10-year-old? I didn't think so for that. I thought it was okay. Okay. Under, sorry, let me clarify, Rep. Sanchez, Senator Steiner, Senator Knope. Under the House Bill 2002, a minor of any age can make reproductive health care decisions, and that includes um, undergoing an abortion. So listen to what they just said here, okay? She she started out. Uh, I'm going to go back and replay it. I want you yeah. to listen now to Now that this. you understand the context because of the now conversation. Now you understand the context of the conversation. I want you to hear this because what they argue about is, well, I didn't think it was that. Oh, no, 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 it was that. And then it continues. So listen to this again. Uh, so follow up. So a 10-year-old can make that decision on their own then? No. Chair Sanchez, Senator Steiner, yes. Uh, no. No. 10-year-old? I didn't think so for that. I thought it was rude. Okay. Okay. I'm looking it up. 
Okay. Under, sorry, let me clarify, Rep. Sanchez, Senator Steiner, Senator Canope. Under the House Bill 2002, a minor of any age can make reproductive health care decisions, and that includes um, undergoing an abortion. A 10-year-old. A 10-year-old in the state of Washington can get an abortion. Tell yeah. me, how does that make you feel? Is that in any way, can any of you abide by that? A 10-year-old, state of Washington, can walk can into get a- get pregnant and have an abortion without telling their parents. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. I, I don't know crazy i uh just what what is going on woke in world. world what is going on in our world that we think we can do this i, I crazy. just i'm amazed it gets worse because don't worry about it if you thought because lynn's i heard your son's going in the air force daughter daughter going in the air force god bless godspeed with that Linz, go get your daughter and i want her to pay attention to what i'm about to play right here this is important this is really important and she kind of needs to listen to this because this is what she's walking into right now and this is scary and this is coming from the government and somebody videotaped this and this is pretty this is pretty fucking despicable if this is what i think it is and robbie starbuck broke this today and it's yes he did yep yep it's exactly what it is and i want you all to watch this because this is coming from the, the same government that literally three weeks ago not even two weeks ago i told you that a buddy of mine had called me and said hey they're trying to fucking, they asked us if we would shoot on our own. Yep. Okay. They were asking my guys if they would engage you guys. Okay. Listen to this. Besides that PHQ-9 at 12 years old, we're also doing a HEADS interview. HEADS is an interview, it's an uh, acronym H-E-A-D-S-S-S. We go into the three S's. One of them is safety. And that's as simple as, oh, are you wearing your bike helmet when you ride your skateboard or ride your bike? Do you wear your seatbelt? You're welcome, safety. (laughs) But then the next S goes into suicide. And I am asking that question. Do you have thoughts of hurting or killing yourself? And the last S is a subject that no parent wants to talk to their kid about. Sex. But it's happening. You don't want to know about it, but it's happening. Even here in Ukraine. But this generation is definitely more open with experiencing and, uh, and experimenting. And so I ask those tough questions. Do you identify as a male? female, non-binary. 
knew if you had a crush on someone. Is it a male or a female? Do you have a significant other? And yes, I'm asking them if they are having sex. <laughs> At 12 years old, 12 years old, not the clinic policy, not AOR policy, it is Big Navy, Bumed, DHA. At 12 years old, parents cannot look at their children's medical records online. At 15 or 16, because it depends on state law, but that is on average, that's the most, the biggest time, it's 15 or 16 years old, there are four things a child can come into clinic without, and schedule their own appointment, and we don't have to tell their parents. Mental health, so anxiety, depression. I do have, a, I'm a mandatory reporter, so I do have to tell parents about any thoughts or plans to kill someone else and themselves. But just regular anxiety, depression, I can see them without telling their parents. It's gonna hurt some people. Birth control. Birth control. We can have those conversations with the kids. How important is it that you have that open rapport with your kids so you can talk to them before they're coming to their PCL? What goes along with that? Pregnancy tests. 15, 16 year old, they can come in for a pregnancy test and we do not have to alert their family. And lastly, sexually transmitted infections. When did this policy of preventing parents from being able to access their minor children's medical records start? I'm not sure of when it happened online. So the question was, when did it start on uh, not allowing uh, parents to see minor children's medical records? I'm not sure. I've been a practicing provider for six years, and that's as far as I've known that it's been the case that you're not allowed to see once you're 12 years old. You can come into clinic and you can request those records, but you can't get it online. So it's just only online? Correct. So if a parent wants to come in and find out what's going on with their children's quote unquote care, they have full access to those medical records and the providers can't hide any of that or keep these conversations secret from the parents. If they come in. And I would also, I would definitely recommend. So when they come in for any of these concerns and their parents don't know, I encourage them, I build that rapport and I encourage them to talk to their parents. Because then think about it. If they have that trust that provider and then you're coming in and getting their medical records, you're breaking that trust. You're not building that trust with that child. So the only issue I have with that, they're a minor child. They're not of consenting age, correct? So if we're sitting there, I, I'm, I can. So I don't understand how, like, because I, I have a 17-year-old and almost 12-year-old, and I have been never been notified of this policy until I just heard about it the other day. And personally, I think it's absolutely abhorrent that medical professionals will keep that kind of information from parents especially if there's like, you know, some kind of pregnancy or especially some kind of STI or anything like that. And especially when it comes to gender, there's so many things that are poisoning our kids' minds on social media when it comes to this gender ideology. And then medical professionals are now no longer required to disclose that kind of information to parents. I think it's absolutely important, disgusting. As a parent, if someone kept that kind of information from me, and I don't know if you can tell, but I am shaking right now because I'm furious that you would sit there and think that it's okay to hide that kind of information from a parent, a minor child. Because I'll tell you what, that is 
absolutely important to me. And if I ever find out that my child is going through these issues and I wasn't notified, I will go after every single person's medical license that had anything to do with my child because I will, I will do anything to keep my children safe. So I think it's absolutely disgusting. Thank you. Thank you for your opinion. Okay, really quick before this finishes. This is at Balboa Naval Medical Hospital. It's true through all of TRICARE. I can tell you that. Hold um, on. How, how do I know that, babe? What? How do you know where it's at? Yeah. I would imagine based on the crest behind her. Well, that's part of it, but what's the other reason I know it for? Because you've been there. I've been there. That is the Balboa Naval Medical Hospital. The guy that is answering her is of the same rank that she is. Or higher. No, she. he was a lieutenant commander. Okay. Is that what she is? That's what she is. Nicole, the, uh, I can't even, she's in the Navy. Yeah. He is an active duty lieutenant colonel. In the Navy. Commander, but yeah. Or commander, yeah. Lieutenant commander, sorry. She is an active duty lieutenant commander in the Navy currently right now. The other guy that fucking said, if I ever found out that you were keeping that shit from me, I would come after all. He is another doctor. That's how he knows that like, hey, no, you can't do that. And I can't believe you're even briefing us on this. However, I can tell you that it's not just in the Navy that you can't access your children's medical records after they turn 12. No, before they turn 12. Uh, online. Yes. Once they turn they, 12, you can what? no longer access their medical records online. That Correct. is true through all of DEER, mm -hmm. all of TRICARE. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I have not been able to access our son's medical records online. Well, well no, there's no, no, 12, there's a reason in the state of Georgia for 12. Okay, in every state, he he said it. It's different in every state. No, she said it's 12 for accessing the medical records online, 15 or 16 for the children to be able to go That's in based on the state. Federally, and then it's based on the state for the kids. Yeah. But that's because of the age restriction and age requirement. Here in the state of Georgia, you're actually considered an adult at the age of 12. You're technically not chargeable. Because our state constitution was written before the original constitution. Although we mirror it in a lot of areas. Ours, ours was written before. We technically define an adult at the age of 12. Because that's when you could first get pregnant. If you think about it way it back in the day. Not anymore. Now it's like 9 or 10. Yeah. The first time you could get pregnant was 12. So they considered everybody an adult 12 after in the state of Georgia. When you hit puberty, basically. Correct. You hit puberty, That's, you're considered an adult. Technically, a little bit that has to do with it, but it's the same age in Virginia as well. So It probably also had some religious aspects the same with it law. because most Correct. children Correct. go through, they come of age in their churches uh, between the ages of 12 and 13. Correct. And that is why it also has to do with that. It all plays into it. But if you think back then, when could kids get pregnant? 12 years old was the first time they started getting pregnant. They started realizing, hey, if I stick A into B, it works for C. Yeah. Eventually D pops out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
actually D B E and F. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but uh, um, I don't now, do we there are ways around that because when finish with when, this because it's a lot more talk. It's nothing like pertinent. Um no, I no, I think we're good. It's like seven minutes. We don't need to finish it. It's the same thing. Yeah, but it, it's but it's the same thing over and over again. That's why yeah, I was, but I I will say that um trying to break it up so I could say now in order for your child to have their own login to access their medical records through TRICARE online, which is where you get them, right? Yep. You can't go into your parents' login. The children nope. have to create their own login. Correct. Through their parents' login. Correct. Okay. Oh, and by the way, I have to give them my login information. And I have no, to- No, 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 no. You have to log in as a parent. Correct. And then you set up your child's login information. Correct. And then you have access to their medical records. Correct. Hello. Yeah, I've always had access. Exactly. We've always, we've always had access. Because we're not dumb. I just went through my part and just said, oh, well, I know what your login information is. I'm just going to go look at it. Same reason that we can access our children's phone. Well, our teenager's phone, our younger one doesn't have one, but their computers, their accounts, everything. Because we pay attention. Um, uh, how can you be considered an adult at 12, but you can't have sex until you're 17, 16, 16 in the state Depends of Georgia. On the state. Depends 16 on the state. in the state of the Georgia. In However, California, you can have sex at the age of 10. At 12, if you think about it, Liana, back then they were just considering the change, so to speak, when girls could get pregnant. That's what they were really looking at. Think about it. They, they they never thought about it. Even the state law doesn't correspond. Georgia state law doesn't even correspond with constitutional law because it doesn't make any sense. They consider they consider you an adult at twelve. However, you're considered a you minor. Drive, adult. You can't drink. You you can't, you can't drive. Use a gun, you, can't you can't drink. You know. You can't fire a gun. You can't vote. However, at sixteen. Back in the day in the state of Georgia, you were allowed to drive everything, especially if you were a farmhand. Actually, 14 on a farm for farm yes. equipment. Yeah. Farming equipment, you could drive everything, trucks, backhoes, yep. big rigs. It didn't matter. You drove everything. They didn't actually have a driver's license in the state of Georgia until the 70s. This Like 72 was the first time they had never, ever enacted a new driver's license in the state of Georgia where everybody had to get a driver's license and then everybody bitched which I agree with because it's like another it's like your second amendment getting infringed on it's like wait a minute we've been doing it's, it's this technically your fourth amendment years. getting infringed on but yeah. yes but we've been doing this for years like literally kids have been driving farm equipment and all this other shit down major roadways with not a problem for years <laughs> And now we have Joshua's law. So this anyway, is... play the next one in Woke World because there's still more to go. I know. I'm up. Oh. Tabor, where are you going? Get back. Get back over. There. Get your headset on, sir. <laughs> you need to get he, back there to listening. He has it on. Quick cooking dinner and stuff. Whatever no. you're doing. You guys going out? Uh, I, well, I, don't know. I think, 
shortly after the show, I've got to go back and pick up the child from the girlfriend's house. So. Plus, Saber's a bachelor. I doubt he has very much food in the house. Got it. I get it. That's funny. I, I didn't realize that Tabor was a bachelor. Senor, no wonder you're a bachelor because you listen to us. <laughs> Go out and get laid, bro. <laughs> Just saying. Hi, Mr. Knowles. My name is Kat. Um, and I have a question. And before I state my question, I just want to honor that we are all standing on the land that belongs to the Ojibwe Anishinaabe people. Uh, Thank Dakota. you for mentioning that. I meant to mention that at the beginning of my yep. speech, yep. but I'm glad that Dakota, you Dakota, Northern Cheyenne, um, and they have been here for time immemorial. And so that leads into my question. So um, you make the statement that transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. And so I'm going to ask you a question about that. But prior to that, I want to just state that for 5,000 years BC, Gala transcribed and androgynous trans priests of Sumerian goddesses have been around and noted. 200 to 300 years before Christ in ancient Greece, there were gods worshipped by Gali priests who wore feminine attire and identified as women. Um, since we are standing on Anishinaabe land, Turtle Island, which is the nation that we live under, um, has uh, I don't live two under Turtle people. Island. All right. Well, maybe you should read a little more indigenous knowledge books. Um, and indigenous communities have used two spirit uh, personas for the in entirety of their culture. And so that leads me to my question. When you say that transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely, I ask you, Mr. Knowles, how can we eradicate something that has been here? as long as humans have. Well, yeah, there have been all sorts of crazy, terrible ideas for a very long time, too. You, you, you're pointing to civilizations that committed human sacrifice, okay? You're saying that some ancient pagan tribe worshipped demons and therefore we need to castrate children. That's not a good argument. Yes, that's true. There were all sorts of terrible tribes. In fact, as recently as a little over 500 years ago, the Aztecs here in the Western Hemisphere slaughtered 80,000 people in a sacrifice to one of the demons that they worshipped within the span of four days. That's not a recommendation of doing that. I don't think that we ought to consider it. Though, unfortunately, in our increasingly pagan and liberal culture, we do commit human sacrifice to the tune of 800,000 babies a year sacrificed through abortion. And it would make the Aztecs blush what we do. But, but that doesn't make it the right thing. You refer to a notion that is increasingly popular on the left, which is the idea of the two-spirit among various indigenous tribes. That is not real. That is a contrivance of white liberals in America. There have been various conceptions of sex and gender for all of human history, uh, but, but the, the idea of the two-spirited uh, indigenous intuition of some modern transsexual living in New York City who's a man who very much desires to be a woman, that is a complete fiction. You will not find that in literature dating very far back. Uh, so what does it say about the question itself? The question, regardless of what the ancient Sumerians believed before they chopped up little, little kids or whatever, is, is it true? Can a man really be a woman and can a woman really become a man? We all know that the answer to that question is false. That's why Professor McCloskey pulled out of our debate at the last moment next week, because even a distinguished professor knows, he has the intelligence to know, even if he is transgender identifying himself, that he can't win that debate because the idea is indefensible. So the, the question becomes, how does, how does one know that someone with the total physical appearance of a man, how can one know that that person really is a woman? Do you have an answer to that question? 
how can you're it was to clarify you're asking how can somebody know if they are a woman and how can i know if that person is a woman if if not by the physical attributes their natural and enduring biological sex what's the alternative to that so my my response to you is then a question of what is the purpose of knowing another person's sexual I well, sexual see, there, there identity or per, but let me finish yeah. if it's not for the premise of reproduction hmm? no, and there's no, no, no there's no need to relate outside of that then i don't quite understand why we would need to question or so this or is what this put, is what happens whenever you ask a transgender activist to explain even the basic premise of the movement is they'll immediately say, well, who cares? Why, why are you so obsessed with this? I'm not obsessed with this. I'm not the one who started sending men into the women's bathroom and taking away their trophies and castrating kids. I'm perfectly happy with the way things have worked for thousands of years. It is the transgender activists who are trying to upend everything. And so I think it's, it is at least my right to ask the question, okay, what is the premise of your movement? But they always deflect from that. They always withdraw from the debate. They always try to change the subject because there is no answer. So you ask me, well, what's the purpose of, why, why do you even care? What's the purpose of knowing someone's biological sex? Well, for starters, because we have civil rights specifically for women in the United States. We have special bathrooms for women. We have special sports leagues for women. We have all sorts of special places and rights and privileges and, and that are for women that are not for men. So if now some men, people who at the very least appear to be men, are claiming a right to go into those women's bathrooms, then they, we either have to abolish all of the special rights and privileges that have existed for women for all of human history and are enshrined in our law, or they need to explain to me how those men are actually women. And they can't do the latter, and I'm not willing to do the former, and I don't think women across this country are willing to do the former, even if a few people have been so ideologically blinded that they, that they would give in to this kind of an absurdity. Thank you, Thank you, you know, I, I really... Um, I'm not a big fan of his. I'm really not. Me but neither. But I that got, was great. I got to give him this one. Yes. Thunder. 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 Thunder Get the fuck oh. out of here. Knowles, oh. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm not a... I'm not a big fan of his. I don't agree with everything. He's he's a very much a libertarian. I, I don't. He's agree. right there with Shapiro and Tim Pool and all yeah, all I those. Yeah, disagree with libertarians. Um, and fundamentally, not not like I I can't see eye to eye with him. I can I I can argue. I, we share I can, a lot of the same values. We do. They just take it a little too far. They they want it, anarchy. Yeah, they do, and I. For instance, if you're gay, you're going to put us back up. Oh, that's a good point. Thank you. That's why I always have you here. You're I know. not here right now. It's weird. So I'm always um, feeling the mouse. <laughs> but if you're gay, I don't care. They want to know that you're gay. I, I don't care. Do your, th if you don't bring those values and stuff upon my children, I don't give a shit. I really well, don't. Uh, so funny, um, we you touched on at the very beginning of the show the Anheuser Busch response to Dylan Mulvaney. Yes. I was having, I was actually, I was having a conversation um, in the car with our son today about this, and okay. uh, and I, I told him I was like, look, Dylan Mulvaney is no different than a white person in blackface. It's there, there's no difference. 
and they should be treated the same. He makes a mockery of women. His 365 days of girlhood, fuck you very much. No. He, he, for, I apologize. I don't mean to step on your ramp here, but you've had this rant before. I have. That's why I stopped. I've never had this rant, and I'm going to have it now. Please. Because he makes a mockery of womanhood. Forget everything else. He makes a mockery of womanhood. He makes a mockery of manhood at the same time. And it's disgusting. I There's no reason for it. None. So actually, I think there might be. I, I have a I have a new conspiracy theory about this. I, I kind of touched on it the other day when we had uh, Sam on. Um, and I said we'd get into it in a different show. But you know how I've said that the jab disconnects you from God at the genetic level? It disconnects you from the source. It, it breaks your soul, essentially. Breaks your soul away from, from the source, right? Well, at least it, it breaks the guidance system. Let's okay. put it that way. Exactly. What if it not only does that, but reconnects you to something else? Think about how much transgenderism, all of these, I mean, there's there was a, a YouTuber. Um, he was a, a strong alpha male or not. All right. Not a strong alpha male, but, there you know, he was definitely a male with, uh, you know, a beautiful wife, a, a two-year-old kid. And now all of a sudden he's transitioning. Um, and what I'm hearing about these people that are transitioning is that it's like they're a completely different person. And I, I know some people who, who transitioned. Actually, I had one that worked for me pre-jab. He, he didn't change, right? He, he was a she and it he was, was becoming it was, a he. It wasn't a different person. But his personality didn't change. He was still the same person, right? He was just really expressing who he really thought he was, who he had always thought he was. And now he was comfortable enough and old enough to actually be able to move ahead with his gender dysphoria. Okay. But that's not true now. That's not true with all these people that are all of a sudden becoming transgenders. Their personalities are completely changing. Like they are like an entirely different person. Where is that coming from? Great question. No idea. And who, who, who's giving them these orders too? I mean, yeah. seriously, think about it. Yeah. Uh, we well, no, nah, because I'm sorry. This uh, stop. Nope. I'm gonna say nope. Fuck you. You want to know why I'm gonna say no? Fuck you. Because go look it up. Us uh, on the. CAG side, the Delta side, the guys from the co combined arms group. <laughs> yeah. 
keep believing that. Um, Land, sea, and air navigation. Our guys. We, we, we like to make fun of. There's some trident wearers. Let's say that their trident doesn't go fully erect. All right. There happened to be a very famous trident wearer who decided to go become a female. And it's, if you go on YouTube, I think you can still find the video. It's Lady Seal. Okay. And uh, let me tell you something. The individual in question, before it was an it, it was a hell of a dude. It yeah. killed people. Yeah. It did its job. Yeah. You have to ask questions after it decides to go lop its penis off and all of a sudden become a female. And when was right? this? This was a while ago. This was like 14, 13, 14, like right before I retired, maybe 15, 16. People that experience severe trauma are more susceptible to demonic attachments. There's a possibility with its background because it was involved in some shit. But uh, I, the only reason I know it, it was because I knew it in its former life when it was a seal. Yeah. And uh, it was one of just one of those things that kind of stuck with the seal community after it decided to cut its dick off and become a woman um, that we just kind of poked fun at them every time we saw them. And uh, we were cool with saying that. I'm not saying any names on here. I don't okay. do that. It was an it. Anyway. It's easy to find. I gave you the fucking hints to find. You know but how to find it. That's that's my conspiracy theory. I think all of these these trannies. I, I would, I'd bet that the ones that have transitioned in the last two years that they're all jabbed. Okay, I will. Uh, we'll go. To, we'll approach. We'll approach that road in a scientific exploit where you do your research. I'll do yep. mine. Okay. And then we'll compare notes in front of everybody else. Sounds and we'll good. let everybody else decide what they think is the argument. And if our arguments are on the same level, then I'll just say, hey, look, we agree on this shit. And look at this. We can show you all this. Right. We can show you that. We can put it all together. It looks like a great big map, but it's gorgeous. Look at this. Okay. But, all right. What's next in Woke World? Uh, James. James oh. is back. Oh yeah. James mm. back at it again. Oh yeah. This is some I, good shit. I got me some video today. Excellent. I like this one because I, when I saw this one, I was like, no shit. Watch I'm so this. glad you pulled this because I saw it as I was driving and I, I wasn't able to send it. So I was like, watch this. Mm -hmm. so we have men rapists, men murderers, child rapists, men who have killed women and are in prison for raping and killing women who get put in our rooms. James O'Keefe, OMG News here. Have you heard of the Washington State Correctional Center for Women, which has been in the news for its policy to place men <coughs> who identify as women in the same prison, sometimes even the same cell as biological women? Imagine coming to your room one day and you're in close custody and you turn around and there's a man standing up peeing in the toilet because you have the bathroom in your room and see you. 
What? Nothing you can do. What you just heard and what you're about to hear are multiple inmates describing their experiences with transgendered women, formerly known as men, within the women's prison. WCCW has been the tip of the spear with inclusivity in the prison system. To protect the at-risk individuals involved, we've taken steps to conceal the identities of the sources and the inmates. I know there's some common sex with women. There was some, like, assaulting, but no one reported it. It's normally an institution who has segregation to always going to apply. No matter what institution that you're at, all across America, but somehow in this institution, they are adapting ways to apply the so-called mandated laws that came out of nowhere to prohibit segregation for certain individuals. Let's just say sex offenders. Usually sex offenders are not in general population. They're always in a population of their own. Some of these men are not confused. They're just manipulating the system, but it's not equal because we don't get the same care and treatment that the trans get in here. Yeah, because don't they get special bras, special everything, special... Everything, they kind of cater to the trans community. All you have to do is say that you are a woman, that you uh, now, when you're in county, say that you identify as a woman and you can come straight to here from county. You know, the guys don't even have to go to the men's prison first. What? These, some of these men know that they're men. They're not trying to be a woman. They just say that to come here, to have sex with women during their prison sentence. There's nothing you can do but say you're going to kill yourself and then go down to the crazy unit to get out that room. That's like if you refuse to go back in there, you get a major, you get in trouble. I told all this to the assistant secretary. What'd they say? They just think they're going to look into you. I shouldn't have to go to the board and back because I don't want to live with the man. I don't, I don't have anything against him. I just don't want to sleep in there with him. We wrestled over the decision to do this story. It was a painful and difficult one. Because despite our best efforts, the possibility of retaliation always exists. But the thought of letting this continue and allowing women who are confined to be raped with impunity was unconscionable to us. And the women themselves, knowing the risks, agreed to let their interviews be used. My safety is now in jeopardy because I cannot voice my freedom of speech, but it doesn't apply anymore because now they're implementing this new gender equality role that forces us to conform to what they want us to believe in about the transgender. I've heard some of these men talk about how they would want to get a girl pregnant so that the girl could form a lawsuit against WCCW and say that he raped her and he's willing to go along with it. He's pretty much the mastermind behind his own scandal. And it's been a few of them who've sat and talked about these certain types of things to do in order to get a... So, so, so the slang word that they're calling it is a million-dollar baby. A million-dollar baby play. That's the, that's the slang term that they're using. And this is something that you really, really need to raise awareness to. A lot of the men in the, the, women, the, the men institution are literally coming up 
with strategy in order to conform to the transgender theme. They're taking all the necessary steps that they have to in order to get on the applications and the listings and things like that to go through the whole process just to get here just to do that. We don't have a voice. We don't have a leg to stand on. Anytime we voice these types of things, we are met with a ridicule, targeting, uh, uh, bias, uh, uh, punishment, uh, 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 solitary confinement. The medical here at WCCW is the poorest in the country. We don't get our needs met. The men have better action at getting all of their needs met versus a woman going through menopause. She can't even get an estrogen shot. For her male part to do with hot flashes and the different things going on with the woman's body, but a man can get it? No, no. It, that shouldn't even be in America. And I know America is the land of opportunity and dreams and all of that things, but no. Our hearts go out to uh, the, those the trans community as they are under attack right now. But this is a president who has said many times before he has their backs. He will continue to have their backs. Uh, and he will continue to fight for them. And his record shows that. We reached out to Washington Corrections Center for Women to Public Disclosure Coordinator Melissa Johnson for comment, and we still have not heard from her. Perhaps the citizen journalist OMG Army could raise some questions and ask for comment themselves. <laughs> Hold on. I got to deal with something, folks. First of all, terror. Dude, fuck you and fuck you, bitch. Holy shit, watching you eat that steak in front of me, my mouth is watering. Oh my fucking lord, that looks delicious. Fucking Jaekwondo master. Trying to get trying to get at my woman through her stomach, bitch. <laughs> Well, you gotta. He cooked it perfect too, nice and rare. Oh, oh so good! Oh my god, my mm. mouth is just yeah, <laughs> all grass fed. Oh my god, it tastes like wait. It looks like it's butter. It looks like it's it butter. Is. Tuesday when, when oh man, you know we're having steak for dinner on Tuesday. Oh, I know you we know are. Yes. Oh, you know this. Yeah. Oh, you know this like a motherfucker. Because we've been out of steak for a hot minute. Like I, we have one chuck roast be left. Going good. Because we ate all the steaks first. Because we don't. We, you know. I don't fuck around with steak. But, I'll fucking cook the shit out of some steak. You know that we've never been rich because when we got a lot of money, we spent it all. When we got a whole cow, we ate all the steaks first. Like you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like y'all that's no what happens it's, it's good dude that's fucking dude that looks so oh my oh, i can see it i can see the blood oh, oh. is it cold there it looks a little chilly mm, a little bit of rain came through before a little cold front with it so yeah mm -hmm. looks flat as fuck i didn't expect that for the east coast of texas i guess I've only spent a very limited amount of time in the East Coast, Tennessee, and nobody oh. took me down there. They always said that that's where the other kids come from, and I was like, when I when I heard that, I was like, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, no, it's beautiful up here. It's gorgeous. I always spent my time out west, Dallas, Fort Worth, yeah. that that area. Well, when I asked Heather to look at land here in Texas, she said. Uh, it's hot as fuck in the summer. 
I said, I mean, it's that's hot as fuck where we are too. She's like, but it's it's so it's like so hot and dry. Well, not necessarily. Like, humid. not really. We love the humidity. I'm good with that. She said, well, um, I would deal with. I would be said, okay with said, a little said, bit more dry. You take a trip to Texas in the summer, and I'll go with you, and and we'll go from there. I said, deal done. So we're all coming to Texas I've again. Always, I've always said that Texas was a possibility, especially. Yeah. If I told, like I told Connor when we came down here, because he like he loves he loves Texas. Of course, you know the girlfriend's here, but he loves Texas. But uh, and we're we're gonna look at two different schools while we're here. Um, but uh, I told him, I, I said, you know, shit if, about that. If everybody hadn't moved to Georgia to be near us in the past year, we could very well have moved to Texas instead of moving to Richmond Hill. But you know. Yeah, we did have a whole lot of family moved down here. So. Everybody, if family and friends, they all moved yeah. to within no, family. an hour of us. So. We don't, we, no, friends. We had, we had family. Family They're moved here. Family, yeah. Family yep. moved here and then yep. kind of got to stick around for that because I'm exactly. sorry, you don't, you don't back out of something like that. Like, yeah, people that move, they, they upend their lives. You do what you can to. To stay there, yeah. They moved to, to be close to you and. Yep. Yeah, then you're not going to up and leave. Yeah. I got so. way too much family that came down here. And your mom and dad, for instance, yeah. I mean, they moved down here. I'm not going to, if you think I'm going to, you're higher than a kite. Exactly. I'm loyally your mom. And you know that. Plus, it's they, they really help out with the kids. They do. <laughs> There's a lot over there. And I mean, even tonight, she came <laughs> through the side door, just like I asked. I was like, hey, don't come through the front door. I'm recording. So just remember that. And she was yep. like, yep, gotcha. Came right through the side door, got the kid and they were gone. Heard the dogs for about two seconds. And then they went and lied back down. Cause they thought one of the other ones farted. That was it. So, <laughs> you know that goes. Yeah. Was, oh my God. So this morning I got to tell a story, I guess, because okay. Liana keeps begging for it. So I fired, <laughs> I fired the shotgun for the first time in the neighborhood. You uh, did at the yeah. gator. Yeah, long story short, neighbors are not happy with us. Which, All which neighbor? Neighbors. Well, it was really early in the morning. What? How early? Yeah, just a little after 7. 7.03. Okay. A little much for a fucking 12-gauge going off in the backyard. Uh, yeah? Sawed off 12-gauge at that. Probably would have been I, better with the suppressed rifle, but yeah. Yeah, but I didn't have time to get to that, and I saw what they were going after, and I let the ducks out a little early. Because the ducks gotcha. were clamoring to get out yesterday afternoon when I got home and I felt they were bad. So mad because they didn't them. get out, yeah. We were pissed. So we only got like eight eggs today instead of twelve. Yeah. But um they were pissed. They were angry with us. So I was like, all right. So I let them out a little early to let them. I was like, I'm up. Might as well let you out. So I did. And then I saw the gator on the bank, on the closer bank, not on, on the farther bank. On our bank, not by the willow yes, tree? Yes. And I was oh, like, no. I know what you're going after. Yeah. So I went running back from our bedroom, grabbed the shotgun, went hauling ass out the door, locked, loaded, ready to go. And boom, that 12 gauge went off. Those ducks went flying, scared as shit. And uh, I don't know if I got, I think I got the gator. Um, I'm not sure yet. I didn't see it come back up. It went deep and I didn't see any bubbles. That's why I think I may have got it because normally when they go deep like that and the bubbles stop, they're dead. Cause I got some holes in them. I fired. It was a, it was a buckshot. 
So I had a good four inch spread on them when I fired. So I'm pretty sure it is I got- actually, I believe, legal in our county. It is. It's completely legal. That's yes. why I did it. So that four inch spread, though, with a 12 gauge at 702 in the morning, a little early for our neighbors, apparently. So we might get some hate mail about that. I'm just letting you know. So when I went on earlier this morning on Leanna's show and I said, well, I woke the neighbors up with a 12 gauge. That's what I was talking about. And yeah, they were because this isn't it's a snub nose. So it's cut all the way down. Almost illegal. It's not illegal, but it's almost it's right there. It's at the cusp. Well, I mean, uh, as long as they didn't call the cops, then actually they probably don't care that much. No, I got a text, two text messages. So, from two on the either side. So, they were like, Hey, that's a little early. I was like, (laughs) Yeah, my ducks were kind of in danger. Oh, I don't think they're pissed. I think they were just a little shocked. Oh, yeah. Shell shock from a 12 gauge going off in the backyard and fucking 702 in the morning. Yeah. I think they kind of shit their pants. They went through two emotions. Shit, run. And, uh, Something didn't make it to the bathroom at the same time. I'm yeah, just, they're loud as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, they're Absolutely. not. That's not quiet. That one's no. boom. And uh, anyway, I fucking pretty sure I got it though because here, uh, I didn't see it come back up, yeah. and I waited out there for a while. Oh, I waited okay. out there for a good hour, and I didn't see anything come back here, up anywhere near there. And I know they're good at holding their breath, but they can't. They can't hold it for no hour. Yeah. underwater sorry well good hopefully the gator's gone then and even they're gonna die but i won't let the ducks out so early tomorrow morning well yeah they I, usually go out about nine i'm not gonna let the ducks out tomorrow at all anyway because no, so you're working yeah, yeah i'm working so either yep. way going on moving right along with oh, this is great old jesse's back into it too finally i've been waiting for him to get back into it schools are brainwashing our children and then lying to us about it Every time a concerned parent goes, hey, school board, why is little Johnny reading white fragility in class? Are you teaching CRT? The school says, don't be ridiculous. We don't teach CRT here. We teach social studies. But like I said, they're lying. And we have the video to prove it. We've obtained undercover video from Accuracy and Media showing several school officials throughout the state of Indiana, a red state, misleading parents with different lingo to slide CRT into the class, watch. We've talked about our to our textbook companies that are coming in to do presentations and I actually prep them a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm like, we want this in our curriculum. So if you could just not say specifically this, um, then it won't cause a red flag with the community. What else do you have to relabel or non-label like that? Um, I think I think um, really uh, CRT, social emotional learning of two babies. We just have to avoid the words, you know, right. the, yeah. the labels. We can right. still do the content, just no label. Yep. That's well, cool. with the CRT stuff, it's not the theory that you're teaching right. as much as it is the tenets of. Right. Exactly. You're not teaching the theory. You're just teaching that, you know, these are the events of history. and Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. That's right how history teachers are approaching. Yeah. Right. So by the time they get into the higher education, they hear the theory and it's complete. Exactly. It's not out of left field. It's not out of left field. Exactly. Right. There's some context there. So just change the name. No one will know. We don't want any attention here. Just put a dress on it and call it a different name. 
kids will learn to hate themselves. Then they'll be compliant peasants without dignity who won't threaten their masters. That's the play. And as for the committees who are hired to put this in schools, they'll change that name too. Do you have an equity department or anything like that? So um, honestly, so we we had uh, what we decided to do is not call attention to it, um, because when you call attention to it, then questions are asked. And I really believe that um, you can do more good under the radar. Right before COVID, we had started some really deep diving into our curriculum and we and and kind of doing that like white privilege walk and making sure like just yeah understand right now i will tell you that we did tweak the name of our equity and inclusion committee um just because we just didn't want to make a target of it and we we felt for the people that were a part of that membership and so we renamed it but that's the work we do as well uh, what do you rename it? Right now, it's named a, a work group. <laughs> uh, that's innocuous. Yeah, Nobody's yeah, coming for a yeah, work group. Yeah, no. Just change the name of the CRT committee to get the parents off our backs. There's nothing to see here. We can do more when they don't know about it. This is a Trojan horse for reverse racism. And if it's happening in Indiana, it can happen anywhere. And we reached out to these schools for comment. They have not yet responded. Odd, not yet responded. Hmm. Am I, oh, Tara, aren't you an Indiana girl? Tara, where are you at? Aren't you an Indiana chick? Hmm. What's going on in your Indiana schools? Oh, yeah, by the way, babe. Why are we fucked? Huh? Why are we fucked? Let me send this one to you. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yes. There's diapers in there's there's a, a fucking chastity belt. <laughs> there's no bleeding in the bottom paper. drawer. The bottom dog drawer. I just let you know. I just walked out there to go pee, and yep, that's what I walked into. No. I'm not toi of sorts. My my dog lost her 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 she, he popped her cherry. Um, we might be having some. We're gonna have some puppies if you're all looking for Irish setter Irish wolfhound wolf puppies. All right, maybe it's not too late. Seriously, go put the dog chastity belt on her as soon as the show is over. You know as well as I do, they know better than we do. Stop. Stop lying to yourself. It's done. She's laying on the bed. He's up on the bed and he's sprawled out and she's all curled up in a cone. I'm like, well, that's done. Damn it. No way. You left them. I, I seriously considered bringing one of them with me just in case of this situation. I just said exactly. I told you that was a good idea after you said it. I know. I just caught a balls deep. I mean, folks, Seamus was just balls deep in his sister. It was a little gross, honestly. I was, I was a little put off. I kind of stumbled back in the room. No. No. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> shit. 
she can't hear it because my mic's muted. And I'm like, oh, shit. And both of them sprang to attention a little haphazardly because their waists were still connected. We're about to have puppies galore. No. That was no joke. That's probably been going on for a hot minute out there. It's a little hot, but humid when I walked in the room. Oh, wow. Okay. It's probably going to stink later. Great. <laughs> All right. Fuck hey. you. Holy shit. You're still number one in my world, babe. Oh, wow. What does Al Sharpton got to say? Yeah. Good old Al. He's your pal. Good old Al. Looks like he's dying. Well, the governor there, uh, DeSantis, I'm saying it's not you. I know you don't get political, but I do. Uh, where the governor there has, is, has declared a war on aspects of history. What can the U.S. Department of Education do to federally protect us from these Jim Crow type tactics on our education? Mm. That's a great way of putting it. Jim Crow type tactics. Jim Crow? Jim? What, what? DeSantis is Jim Crow now. What exactly are we talking about when it comes to Jim Crow? I, I'm just asking for a friend. Actually, I'm asking for Jaquan Master because he can't ask the question online. I'm going to go ahead and ask it for him. Exactly what Jim Crow law are they referring to? Because I, um, I, I haven't seen DeSantis enact any real Jim Crow laws. I got to be honest. Questionable... Left wing laws, I, I I can agree there. I can see the argument. Apparently, Sharpton's not read in on the fact that DeSantis is a WEF puppet. So, about to say, why is Sharpton attacking DeSantis? I don't know. Why isn't I wonder if Sharpton didn't get his daily memo exactly and he's attacking who he thinks he's supposed to attack instead of attack, or better yet, oh my god, why didn't I figure this out earlier? Joe and Sharpton are about the same age. Yeah. What if Sharpton thinks he's back in the 60s? You never know. Just saying, Joe's president. Joe was a leading, you know, dictator over the, the black people in the He didn't want his kids going to a racially mixed jungle. Remember that? Oh, he yeah. said that. Yeah. He said that. Yeah. Just saying. What if Al is having a senior moment and he thinks it's 1963? Maybe. Just throw, ask right. him to a friend. Keep we got going. anything else? I think we have time for one more clip before one we more. head out. Yeah, we got time for this one. <laughs> yeah, we got time for this one. <laughs> We've got time for this one. Oh, goodness. Yes, we do.
Yep, that's uh, Riley Gaines, Casey. Yeah, aren't aware. That's how violent that was. It wasn't. It wasn't what they said it was. <laughs> You're not going to hear the right reporting on that. You're never going to hear it. Oh, they You're straight up attacked her. They yeah they they went right after her. Her people got on on video. It's it's simple. It's she had to like lock herself in a classroom or something for like three yeah. hours, and she missed her plane because yeah. she couldn't even yeah. get out. Yeah. Yep. It, it legitimately what happened. She was attacked. It's yeah. bullshit. Absolutely. Everybody knows this, uh, but nobody's saying it because they're afraid to. Even uh, Fox News is avoiding saying it. The only they way the only way Bud Light could redeem themselves right now would be to uh, bring on Riley Gaines as their spokesperson. Um, no, no, that would not do it. I, I'm dead serious with what I said earlier. I'm yeah, dead serious. Nothing. Folks, we have, listen, in the short two weeks that this has gone on, they've lost over $6 billion. Five, Six five billion, billion in market cap. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. That's just from all of us saying, you know what? Fuck you, Anheuser-Busch. Well, Can and they came out in their statement and they were like, uh, we didn't approve that. No one at the senior executive level approved that. That's not that. true. That's not so, true. They I'm sorry, your, your VP of marketing your isn't VP considered marketing. a senior executive? Thank you. Since the v- when? The VP of marketing approved that. VP stands for vice president. Yeah, you, you can't you can't hide that. And they have, have a presidential her, title for a corporation. You are a senior executive. They they have her on camera yeah. saying that and yeah. saying what her mission was to do. No, I'm sorry. Fuck you, Anheuser Busch. Yep. You are Done. no longer America's beer. Yep. Nope. Nope. You Real men of genius went to uh real women them, of penis. Them and she of them, he, she, Z, X, Y, and Z, L, B, C, B, B, Q. That being said, we do have to get the fuck out of here. We but do. tomorrow Josh is coming up next with conversations on the fringe. Correct. Uh, so check him out. And tomorrow, I'll be back at four o'clock uh, for Freedom Gardens. From the and perspective of Nick. For the yes, I believe is what we call it. From Nick's perspective. From Nick's like perspective, I think. Is what I called it. I don't remember. Either way, you can check me out tomorrow afternoon, um, and I will give you the opposite side of the perspective of what Vlin gave you. I'm actually going to give you all the shit that led up and preceded to and post everything else and all the other shit that went on. Next side of the story. She probably didn't tell you about, but I'm going to get into the gross shit. So if you want to hear about the gross shit, you can tune in tomorrow afternoon. You're going to hear about all of that, especially get wait for just wait for catheter stories. Cause those are wonderful. I, I do fireside chats about catheter stories. So either way, okay. uh, tune in tomorrow. And then the, Sunday, Sunday, 2 PM, for Book of Enoch. 2 PM book of Enoch part two. And, uh, we will uh, start that tomorrow or Sunday. Um, and you will be there for that, right? I will. Yep. Correct. I mean, yep. I don't know. No, I don't know. I, I'm yeah, asking. Yeah. We're going to we're going to church with. Um, let's see. We're going to we're going to visit Rice University in the morning, 
And then yep. we're going to church with the uh, parents, uh, the girls' parents in the evening. Church goes yep. apparently for three and a half to four hours. It starts at 7 p.m. So you have to be gone by what time is what I'm asking? Uh, uh, by like 6, 5.30 or 6. For my time. Um, my time. So, oh, that it'd be even later. Because okay. you're an hour ahead. No, just so normal we'll time. Plenty for of time. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. I'm trying yeah. to make sure that we have enough time to do the yeah, show. Yeah, we could do a four-hour show, and I would still have plenty of time to get there. All right, perfect. So, so we're going to do uh, book two on Sunday. Uh, we start book two on Sunday. So get ready. Hold on to your pants because it even gets more exciting after that. And then uh, Monday we'll be back for the normal show. Or no, I'll be back. She won't be because she'll still be on the road. I'll be but on the road. She will do a phone-in visit again, and yep. uh, we'll have one more show separate. And then Tuesday, she'll be back, and we'll have a normal show. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, Tabor wants to uh, to give you a little send-off. See if you, can, if you can recognize what this is, babe. Ooh, that was a shotgun. Boom. Or is it a rifle? Shotgun or rifle? Which one? What? Whatever it was, it's made my ears ring. And yeah, good. I liked it. I liked it. I could hear it. I can't tell what it was. It's a rifle right. and a shotgun. Like it. Show him, show him what a, it is. Should have had a 21 gun salute. No, come on around and show him. Sure yeah, does. show me. Fuck yeah. Get on in the show, bro. Oh, over. Oh, man. That's nice. That is nice. Lever action. Holy shit. Is that 30 out six? 45 70. 45 70. Oh, even better. Like it. That's loud. Would you that shoot? is loud. Whew. That was very loud. Yeah, that's All not right. suppressed. See, I like the quiet shit, hon. See, he I likes know. the loud shit. <laughs> well. Down in Texas, it's always got to be bigger. See, it's always about the size of a cock in Texas. <laughs> and when I go down there, I'm fucked because I'm Irish and I have a small dick. It just sucks. <laughs> I just can't win. Babe, you made it three and a half hours without talking about your dick, and you had to bring it up at the end of the show. Good job. See? All right. Fuck you, Lindsay. We got to go. Love, I love Jaekwondo too. Either All way. Right. So stay tuned for Josh and uh, make sure you tune in to Liana, of course, at 9.05 on Monday morning. For the weekend, folks, you guys have a great night if you're not going to tune in over the weekend. If not, we'll see you back here tomorrow and uh, Sunday as well. And remember your series CBD. Go check it out. Uh, best shit in the world. I'm telling you right now. I fucking love it. Um, it's uh, my go-to for pain. So go get some serious CBD. Uh, for the Mick. And V Lynn. Have a great night, fuckers. We will check you out later. Good night. Thanks for watching. Yeah, I'm not going to go with the outro. I'm talking growing tomatoes, yeah. feeding the worms, I fish with later, I'll have a fish stick 
place over a six foot grave before I take a knee as our anthem played. My hands on my heart, I stand on what I say. And my second amendment handles what I can. I ain't trying to be Billy Badass or talk shit. I'm just saying, there's the line, don't cross it. I got a red rider gun when I was three, so I don't run or hide from anything. Bitch, I'm a red, white, and blue collar boy. Bye. 